And welcome to another edition of the Firmware Update, episode 1.88, uh, your podcast of choice for all the news, reviews, and everything in between in the world of PlayStation and some things around it. I'm one of your hosts, Malcolm Spinetti, and joining us back once again from pissing in the streets in El Salvador. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's never going to die, Joe. <laughs> that was an episode title for you a long time ago. <laughs> Joe Garcia, how you doing, buddy? Oh, man, pretty good. Do you have any malaria or any other indigenous oh. diseases? <laughs> Where do you think I'm going? You did say a village last time. Villages exist in the United States, you know. <laughs> a village is like a tiny collection of people, like no, no. less than 10,000 people. That, that, that's a town, my friend. Not a no, village. that's a village. No, it's a town. There are villages around Chicago. Like, like want to go to the village of Skokie and buy a fucking PS4 Pro? Let's go. <laughs> Uh, I, I okay. If we're going by that definition, I lived in a village in Linden, both in Woodstock, New York, and Lindenville, Vermont. But but those were towns, my friend. That's how, that's how that works. Mm. I think when the okay now the houses that that were in this uh, village that you went to, it, they were like actual houses, or they made a straw or anything like that. Oh, they're houses. <laughs> Sally Struthers wasn't out there trying to get a quarter a day. <laughs> Jesus. All right, this is the most racist beginning in the history of the show's <laughs> God history. <damn. laughs> All right, seriously though, how did you? How, how much fun did you have this time around? A lot. Welcome. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> oh God, God. So, so uh, what you do, man? Oh man. Well, uh, I mean, primarily, you know, the, the trip over there is, is to, to visit family, but there's there's a whole lot of other stuff to do uh, in the meantime, you know, because. Uh, um, yeah, around this time of the year, every year, uh, my grandma's village has like a, uh, kind of like, yeah, like a festival, um, kind of celebrating, I mean, cause it, the name of the town is San Matias, which is St. Matias, <laughs> I don't know, St. Matthew, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, like they have a whole like patronal patronage, like, 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 Hey, let's celebrate St. Mateo or whatever, uh, for a week. He's uh, a good guy, and, yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and um, what that entails is they set up like rides for kids or whatever right. uh, near the church, and and you know they've got little pop up stands for like food and, and little trinkets and whatnot. Uh, and then they have like stuff like around the village as well. It's like, um, let's have like there's a rodeo that they have for three days, uh, which I went to for two days. Uh, man, <laughs> and rodeos, man. Let me tell you about. Let me tell you about that rodeo. I don't think uh, you've ever told me about a rodeo going on down there. Yeah, what are those like? <laughs> well, it's think it smells like shit. It's filthy, uh, <laughs> but it gives it gives, but it but it gives you a real good excuse to drink in the daytime. Um, As one does. <laughs> <laughs> it gives you a real good excuse to be drunk by two o'clock. Um, that's actually it's actually pretty funny uh, to 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 go to a rodeo because um, I mean aside from all the the you know, the bull riding or whatever, like they've got like music and, and, uh, other stuff going around, around there. Uh, and then it ends up being pretty fun. And also it's kind of fun. Like once you see the, <laughs> like it, like watching a dude get fucking launched into the air. <laughs> after fall, oh, yeah, That's up, terrible. Like <laughs> falling off the bull and then running away from the bull, but not running away from the bull fast enough and getting launched in the air is at first terrifying and then hilarious when you see when he's not hurt. <laughs> Clown um, getting gored by a horn. That's what this rodeo is all about. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very thrilling 20 seconds, let me tell you. Uh, did, 
Did you yell, gore, gore? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, no, because there wasn't an actual gore. Like, there was like, <laughs> there was no gore. There's no real gore. Like, the guy, like, just, like, he, he fell, like, right in front of, like, the, the, of, of the bull. Like, the bull didn't really have to move. He just kind of fucking launched his ass just with the pure power of his fucking giant neck. Uh, launch him, like, three feet in the air. That's uh, a lot of goddamn power. Wow. Yeah, those things are no joke. Those things are kind of terrifying. Uh, reminds me, it reminds me of this uh, one picture I have in Final Fantasy Fifteen, where I went up against a dual horn, if you remember what those things are. And one of those their attacks is they will literally launch you up in the air. And Prompto, God bless his heart, actually got a great picture of the the dual horn doing the launch animation and me and my uh, ragdoll body going up into the air. <laughs> <laughs> Still one of my favorite pictures. <laughs> oh, man. Have they gotten, has uh, anyone of your family over there gotten a PS4 yet? Absolutely not. Oh, I, I don't, they're slacking, man. They've had like what? <laughs> We've been in, this show has been a thing for what five years now, and they <laughs> uh, they just got Wi-Fi over there, over at my grandma's house. Oh God, <laughs> hysterical to me. Uh, in that I, I saw I saw their Wi-Fi service advertised in in the paper. Uh, you get three megs for thirty bucks. Remember megs, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my God! I mean, I mean, I don't mean like megabytes, like the way we we like you know the way they measure like internet streaming is different than what how they measure like just like storage or whatever. So when I say three megs, it's like (laughs) way less than what you think it is (laughs) because like like what I've got here with Comcast, it's advertised as like seventy five megs, which translates to about like seven megabytes per second or whatever. Hmm. So. When I say three megs, I'm I'm saying like millibytes, <laughs> kilobytes per second. Oh, uh, like that's like dial-up like, speed right there. Yeah, it, it's it's really basic ESL, I think. Uh, and and that service can be yours for like thirty bucks. It's like Jesus, that's <laughs> way too expensive. Rip off right there, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and and um, it was also rated as the fastest internet in El Salvador. It's like, oh man, <laughs> like really? Okay. Reminds me of, like my mom, my mom and pop up in Maine. You know, there now Winslow. That uh, if you told me that was a village, I would absolutely, absolutely believe you because Jesus Christ, uh, they, they had internet service but no Wi-Fi. So finally, I said fuck it, and before we went down, I actually bought like a Netgear Wi-Fi modem and hooked it up to hook their little mo. They have like a, a traditional modem, no Wi-Fi whatsoever, because they. <laughs> They even, like, hysterically, they actually, like, ran an HDMA wire from the computer room all throughout the house to the uh, di- to the living room so that they can watch Netflix on the TV over there. Oh. <laughs> no. That's, That's a bad job. That is <laughs> a real bad job. I mean, and, you know, I... I don't, you know, I haven't necessarily fixed the issue just because, you know, Pop put so much work into it. Like, he actually, like, got an extra long wire and, like, hooked it up all around the door frames and ran it behind the wall. Like, he put, like, so much work. And here I am, like, a schmuck with a stick saying, yeah, just plug this in. (laughs) You're good. But I remember my, 
my sister and my my wife especially my wife always gets in my case you you can't just go in here and just change change their lives like this without even because i i didn't even talk to them about it i just grabbed the box on the way and hooked it up because we had like no wi-fi up there and zero to the service of course as she's yelling at me about doing this like her sis and everybody else with uh cell phones are all like circling around the netgear like a freaking fire and then Di- typing in the friggin' password I put in. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you're fucking welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, how'd your cell phone bill do? Uh, well, pretty good because um, <laughs> I relied only on the Wi-Fi. If I couldn't get connected to my wife to Wi-Fi anywhere, I just didn't have a connection at all. So like... S- smart guy, you turn off that cell service. <laughs> and you just um, keep it on Wi-Fi. Yeah, the way I figured, if anyone actually, if <laughs> if anyone needed to, to to urgently speak to me, the village is like four square blocks. Just come find me. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're doing WhatsApp for like pretty much the entire duration of you being over there. Yeah, which is fine. It's a fine. That's a, that's actually a pretty good messaging service. I find. Yeah, it is. <laughs> can't it's, it's, can't complain. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's actually real good. It's real easy to add people or whatever. Um, like all you need is their phone number. Um, so I was like, oh, all right. Uh, you, you have to plan for stuff like this. Like my wife went to Brazil and she was like, Oh, I'm just going to go down there and see my family. Everything's going to be great. No plan whatsoever for the cell phone bill, which I'm like, <laughs> which $800. I'm, it, it was like 300 or something. Fuck that. Like, and I told her, you're like, when you get there, you know, start researching some prepaid services now. And when you get there, take the fucking chip out of your phone and go to one of those, uh, one of those places because I unlocked your phone. It's going to work over there. Just make sure you put in one of there. She's like, no, no, I got this uh, international package. I'm sure it'll be <laughs> fine. It's like, no, that shit's going to run out. They, they give you like, they don't even give you a gig. You have like maybe like 120 megabytes. Like that's yeah, going to last. Terrible. And it's like 50 bucks. <laughs> exactly. It's like, and of course, like once that runs out, they start, charging you up the ass because now god forbid <laughs> yeah they charge you forever like 10 megabytes after that yeah it's like which gets eaten up extremely quick and uh guess what my wife did while she was over there just to see if it would work uh she go on netflix she went on netflix <laughs> so that no, those let's, 10 see meg- could, let's see if i could stream the whole season of <laughs> let's see if i could stream both seasons of daredevil exactly because here's the thing, like everyone, like she gets on my case a lot because I'm sort of like the entertainment focused one of us. I'm the one who gets the game systems. I'm the one who buys movies for us to watch. I'm the one who gets us like involved in services and stuff. So, you know, there's shit to do around the house, which, you know, she'll, she'll get on my case about it. But, you know, at the end of the day, she's on the couch watching the TV with the <laughs> PS4 apps that I've downloaded. But uh, I digress. Like, you, you got to figure out a way to get her in tank because she got there and there weren't any rodeos going on over there at the time, Joe. So she was bored out of her skull because, you know, her family <laughs> had jobs and uh, lives to get to because you know, she was in there for a while. So she was sitting in the house and so she wanted to watch a movie because she was bored. Now, if she told me about this, I would have downloaded the Voodoo app and pre downloaded some movies for her to watch while she was over there. But now, She's like, no, nah, we'll deal with it when it happens. No, it's a plan. Make a plan, <laughs> goddammit. Yeah. Uh, speaking of my wife, not to, not to take away from the, your story anymore. We'll get right back to it. But I just wanted to mention really quick. She just got, she recently got a new job as a saleswoman 
for a pest uh, company. All right. And she's killing it so far. And uh, she did so such a good job that she actually won tickets to a hockey game <laughs> for the uh, North Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, I don't. I, I believe it's just North Carolina Hurricanes. Whatever. If, I don't think you have to add the North. Really, sports the, teams over there they 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 just kind of share. They're they're on the socialist system over there. <laughs> the Carolinas kind of just share sports well, teams. They with the Panthers. Small spoiler: this game, this uh, team, not good enough to be representing two states. Just throwing that out. There. <laughs> Jesus, uh, like not like first time we went there. You know, they were playing off against this other team called the Coyotes, and I, you know, I'm not huge into the NHL. Like I know of like some teams. I know about the Rangers, the Bruins, and all the those teams. Like you know, the good teams. <laughs> so when we got there, I for for whatever reason, I assumed this was like a. Uh, a minor league team that we were watching here or a college team or something like that. And she was like, you, you thought your NHL team was just playing an exhibition game against the college or minor league team in the middle no, of the regular season. No, no. I thought they were a college slash uh, or minor league team too. Like <laughs> I had wow. never heard of either team. So, so she, how do you at least not know the team of where you live? Cause apparently well, they suck. Number one, <laughs> They're terrible, my God! Uh, so it, it was it was a depressing sight to see as they were not good. <laughs> like, oh my God! And uh, so we get to this game, and my wife t- is like, telling me, "No, no, seriously, they're an NHL team." And I look it up on my phone. I was like, "Oh my God, this is our NHL team!" It's like it's one of those instances where just because you can get a hockey team doesn't necessarily mean you should. <laughs> Because uh, the fact that they're not good was also represented in the crowd as uh, half the building was empty for this nice, nice. high stakes games between the worst and second worst team in the NHL. As a lot of people, th- this is me talking, this is like a majority of people around us were talking about this. <laughs> oh my God. And uh, the team lost like four to two. Which, you know, they had sputters of awesomeness, but like every time they shot the puck, it was like wide. Uh, the other team's goal was actually pretty badass. That he he would like catch the puck with his mitt, like he wouldn't have <laughs> like he was like fuck you. <laughs> All right, caught it. it like that. That is, I like that. That is badass. So they got so desperate at the end of the third and final quarter that they took out their goalie to opt to have a sixth guy there, and of course the other team scored again. <laughs> like my, thankfully I, I could get. I didn't care about either team. Uh, the the only reason I wanted uh, wanted the Hurricanes to uh, score again is because if they scored three goals or more, we got a coupon for fifty percent off a of Papa John's pizza. <laughs> God. Uh, uh, the good news is I did find a place called Gonza, which is actually a uh, highly publicized Colombian taco taco restaurant that I had hadn't heard of while we were over there. They're one of the sponsors for the show, so I'll go check that out. So. But oh, that was fun. You know, me and Sandra were, like, picking apart this team. Uh, and their mascot is a pig, which makes – which, when you really <laughs> sit back and think about it, it it's it's like a full-on hog because, as Sandra said, because they like barbecues here. I don't know. But, you know, they, it was called, like, Hog the Hurricane, which makes no sense. <laughs> okay. No, it, it's, it wasn't good, Joe. <laughs> it really wasn't good. And, uh, well, Malcolm, oh, oh, go ahead. I was, I was just going to say, plus, uh, right like next to me, like the row above me, there was this guy who, let's just say, was really into the game. 
and we were kind, we were in the nosebleed seats. Like, rule number one: if you're going to be that into the game that you're screaming at the other at the team to get their shit together, uh, real quick, buy better seats so they can hear you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I because I don't know what you're doing here. They can't hear you. They don't give a shit. <laughs> Clearly, I didn't give a shit in that game. There. Oh my god! But anyway. But it was fun. It was fun to be. If it was but me by myself, I would have. It would have been a miserable time. But you know, Sonner was there, so that made things cool. Anyway, well, how do you know, Malcolm, that uh, the Carolina Hurricanes uh, won the Stanley Cup in 2006, according to this Wikipedia article. So. That, oh, and that was 11 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that was 11 years ago. Uh, also, they haven't made the playoffs in like seven years. So. <laughs> oh, um, so not not a great run after that. Um, also, uh, <laughs> uh, let's really see bad. here. <laughs> what else here? Um, they're a relatively new team, Malcolm. They moved to uh, Carolina, I believe, in '97. Yeah, '97. They used to be the Hartford Whalers, uh, which was a which if I if I know what I know about hockey, which is very little, also uh, the Hartford Whalers are were a beloved team uh, back in Hartford, and uh, I, I from what I recall. That was a very bitter thing that happened. It was when they moved to Carolina. It's like, why the fuck are you moving to Carolina? We love you here. Oh, that that, that was another thing. No, none of our hockey players looked like they were happy to be there. <laughs> they, they were so bummed to be playing this game. It's like, well, this game is over already. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> and the whalers—they were named after people who hunt and kill whales. I guess I don't know. Oh, that 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 sounds illegal. That sounds even more racist than <laughs> the beginning. Of That's a pretty show. dope logo, though. I like this logo, the Hartford Whalers logo. <laughs> well, it's pretty good. So, what is I, it? A white whale with a harpoon in its back, or? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, he Joe sent me a link here, so I'll check that out. Oh, a whale! It's a whale of a tail. <laughs> so that that's here on the show minute. Uh, here on. The regular show. <laughs> yeah, we're going to replace all the wrestling talk with that. <laughs> all right. You know, the firmware update is a leading NHL uh, podcast, uh, this side of the Eastern Seaboard. Um, but for this week, we're going to make a change and talk about video games. <laughs> okay. All right, folks. Without any further ado, let's write, let's take it to the news. All right, Joe. So you've been gone for a little while. So in the, in the interim, <laughs> what has happened in the world of video game industry? Uh, any number of things, Malcolm. <laughs> shit, <laughs> fucking shit ton, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. We've got a, let's see, let's start with, um, I guess, the most unusual news that I saw. Uh, actually, the day before, we like the day of uh, us recording like our last show or whatever, uh, like right after, but... Sony's pulled a plug on PlayStation Now support for PlayStation 3 and Vita. Um, yeah, like I'm, if for those not familiar, PlayStation Now that lets you stream uh, PS3 games over play, over PSN. Uh, such devices that uh, you know you can do it on your PS4. You can do it on your, you know, obviously your PS3 and Vita were, were options. You can do it on on certain brands of smart TVs, including of course Sony's brand of TVs, uh, some Samsung TVs also, um, Windows PC. Um, but yeah, going forward now, it seems that everything outside of PS4 and PC uh, will no longer be able to stream uh, PlayStation Now. And the the real stinger about it is like, okay, PlayStation Three, I understand it makes sense at this point. They've 
you've had like four years or five years or so, well, not four, like short of four years to make the switch. But uh, so also, you could just buy those games for your PS3, not having to stream them. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty cheap now, so you <laughs> probably be saving money at this point. Uh, but the thing with the Vita, they make this announcement on the five-year anniversary of the system's launch. <laughs> yeah. That was like some major salt in the wound right there. Like, happy birthday. We don't care about this thing. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so, like, the the Vita's always been kind of a niche thing. It, it's especially niche now. Jeez. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, this, this is kind of unfortunate, but... Uh, very surprising, definitely, too. I mean, I should say that the the support uh, will still be going through August 15th, so it's not, like, immediately, like, just flip the switch. Um, but, yeah, like like I said, PS3, Vita, PlayStation TV, uh, Sony Bravia TVs, Blu-ray players, uh, Samsung TVs, all of that stuff that is not a PlayStation 4 or a Windows PC will no longer be able to stream uh, PlayStation now. So, good. Get going while the going's good. And uh, now, last time I checked, it's like seventeen ninety nine a month in order to run PlayStation Now. Yeah, I don't know what the actual um, what the actual pricing is for for that. It's like I was in the beta and I was enjoying it when it was just like, yeah, try whatever game you want just to make sure a system works. But at some point during the beta, they're like, okay, now we want you to pay to play. Yeah, I mean that makes some sort of sense because like, yeah, you got a beta test the pricing as well kind of right it's like if you want to see what people think is fair to pay for that kind of thing but yeah i don't think it ever quite reached that point where people are like yeah this is definitely worth the money <laughs> um even, yeah i don't think it's even now yeah it's like even still like uh isn't xbox doing something similar but theirs is 9.99 a month yeah um i wasn't going to mention it because you know purely xbox news there but yeah. <laughs> uh yeah like they like just a couple of days ago they, microsoft announced uh, a very i guess Kind of like not quite, yeah, kind of like a Netflix model thing where it's like for nine ninety nine, uh, they're gonna give you like a selection of a hundred games that you'll be able to just download and like, and that's the thing too is like you're not gonna be streaming them like you would on PlayStation Now. Like the way PlayStation Now works is like it's the game runs on like a PS3, like God knows where, and you're streaming that to you know to your system. But mm -hmm. the way this is gonna work is that yeah, for ten bucks a month you download the full game directly to your console and then just play from there. Um, yeah, and. That seems like a pretty good model that 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 Microsoft kind of came up with. They, I, I, I imagine that they they saw the different streaming services that there there are right now besides PlayStation now. I think like GameFly's got a streaming thing as well. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, and I guess they yeah like and looking at the FAQ that they put up for for their for uh, for their service, they're like, how did you come upon this particular model? It's like, yeah, we saw that the biggest feedback for a lot of other streaming services was that streaming games actually sucks <laughs> uh so we figured it'd be easier to just have people download the games instead it's like yeah that's smart actually <laughs> that's pretty good yeah yeah i i wonder how sony will respond to it because e3 isn't that far away and yeah, yeah this sort of you know this sort of takes the piss out of playstation now in its entirety as far as <laughs> not that i'm gonna go buy an xbox right now for it but still <laughs> But yeah, like that's that's an intriguing proposition from mm. Xbox. I am curious to see if if and how Sony Sony responds to this. But uh, back on topic, that sucks for Vita because mm -hmm. I imagine for some people, like you know, if you had the money to do that every month, you know, I could I could imagine like taking my Vita to work and uh, 
connecting to Wi-Fi over there and just playing like all these games over there mm-hmm. during my lunch breaks and what have you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, RIP Vita. I have a. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's interesting. But anyway, moving on. What else happened? Let's see. In happier PlayStation hardware news, um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Andrew House of Sony Interactive Entertainment uh, Worldwide uh, revealed that PlayStation VR has sold just under 1 million units to consumers since launching in October. Um, according to the New York Times, it's it's at a solid 915,000 units, uh, which is close to the internal goal that Sony set of pushing 1 million units within the first six months of availability. Um, yeah, so they're basically right on pace with, uh, with what they wanted to do with uh, PlayStation VR. Uh, in terms of sales, um, yeah, yeah, I haven't heard too many bad things about the system so far, aside from the games being a little too expensive for some of them. Yeah, but yeah, from from my limited experience with PlayStation VR, um, like that's that's some that's some good hardware over there, and uh, when when you can get the right games for it, um, it's it's really it's a really great experience. Stuff that you, that you really can't do with just regular, you know, regular PlayStation hardware. Oh yeah, and uh, it, from what I understand, it was a tremendous success. Uh, you know, with Resident Evil 7 on VR, a lot of people really liked, really got freaked out playing it on uh, VR, so. Yeah, something I will never, ever do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> whether, I, whether I get a PlayStation VR or not, uh, no thanks. Especially the, you know, I might be tempted to do it because I've played through all the way, so, you know, a lot of stuff is like, so I yeah, know what. You would know what, you would know what's coming around the corner, so like, to speak. Like, the first time around, though, like, uh, I barely, I only got through it because Sandra's right there. Like, I'll admit, I'm a goddamn wuss. So. <laughs> Sandra's right there, and and, and, and Malcolm's wearing a, a nice, cushy diaper. Very absorbent. <laughs> I still did a lot better than a lot of Let's Players. I think, oh my god. <laughs> Whatever you gotta tell yourself, uh, Yeah. No, I, I really did. Like, a lot of them were... <laughs> a lot of them were taking a ridiculous amount of... They were, like, running and screaming. Like, I never did that. <laughs> but... Yeah, I was like, uh, the tension was still there, but yeah, yeah. So awesome. And, I, and you're absolutely right. Like I've, I've heard, heard like nothing but good things like yet. Yeah, okay. It's not the Oculus Rift, but the Oculus Rift is like what? $2,000 and uh, it's, it's $600 for the Rift plus, you know, the actual hardware that you need to run it, which is pretty substantial. Yeah. The, it's the extra stuff that's. Yeah. You would need, yeah. Like you would need to spend like at least $800, uh, building a, a decent enough rig to run, uh, hardware, uh, or to run the, the Oculus. Versus, uh, versus the 700, if you're including the PS4, if for some reason you don't have it, which a lot of people already do have it. So it's really just yeah. an extra, what, what was it? 399 for it? Or was it 299? I forget. I believe it's 299. 299. I don't know. I don't actually. <laughs> I would, I would, I would have this. I'd be better with this information if we ever kept them in stock. Yeah, like, I never see it anywhere. It's like right up there with NES Classic as far as elusiveness. <laughs> yeah, the only ones I see are, are, are the ones that come in for like customer pickup. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like we get them from our distribution center and send them directly to customer pickup for for somebody. Three ninety nine. Yep, uh, I just found it on uh, Amazon one too. So yeah. Oh, I can actually get it on Amazon on for once. Nice. Too bad I don't have four hundred dollars. But I don't have a bigger apartment. Yeah, but if you're looking as far as like an entry to the whole thing of VR, I think it's a tremendous success. And like, if I was going to do VR, it'd probably be this. So mm-hmm. well, it's one of those like, if I ever have the money, which we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Right. So, uh, so with with the, if they with this, do you think they're going to keep uh, pushing out VR games? Will we hear more at E3? Do you think for it? I hope so. Um, yeah, because we're still, I think we're still kind of riding that initial wave of of like launch software. So hopefully we get something maybe even before that <laughs> um, that we could check out. Yeah, because aside from RE7, I, I don't think anything has really come out since the launch. Yeah, RE7 is really the the only full fledged AAA title. For support for this for the vr system so yeah like i think like i think uh hello games has to you know, maybe try to I, like i think putting vr in no man's sky would do wonders for getting that game I, like off the stink pile exactly like vr for that game i i think just made complete and utter sense and i do, yeah i do think before the whole fallout for that release happened uh i i do really think that was the plan yeah but, all right moving on what else happened this month um let's see there was a patent that was uncovered for <laughs> from from sony uh that they filed way back in 2015 uh for hardware that looks an awful lot like you would imagine a playstation switch to look like <laughs> uh in that there is a tablet sized screen in the middle and two halves of a dual shock uh controller kind of flanking uh either side of the screen um yeah and people of course having fun with that because it's like hey hey look at that um, I mean, people like to to kind of like poke fun at like, oh, look at Sony cop cop Nintendo. It's like, yeah, well, I mean, this was filed in 2015 <laughs> before anyone had any idea what a Switch would even look like. Uh, like, I don't even think the code name NX was floating around yet. So um, this this is probably more just Sony kind of doodling. testing the water. Yeah, kind of just doodling and seeing what like a Vita successor would be. Uh, but between you know Nintendo's continued success in the handheld space and Vita just kind of flapping around the, on the ground, uh, I don't think that this is something that they would ever actually put out. Unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, especially after playing with the Switch, which like, especially after that godforsaken conference, my God. But uh, aside, from that, <laughs> we we will have a more in depth. Uh, we talk about it a little bit in the next segment, but we'll talk a lot more about the Switch after we've had extensive time to play with it. Mm-hmm. But the more I, I use it, Joe, the more I'm like, this is a great idea. Yeah, it's a really impressive piece of hardware. Just like, like even like regardless of what you care about, what you think of like the games you play on it, <laughs> um, like that, like that is just really, really great hardware design. Um, both, both in just like on paper and, and in execution. Like, I, I'm extremely impressed with what the Switch is. Yeah, and it's not, probably not going to look like this, but at the same time, I do think it's coming. I I don't know. That might be why they're phasing out the Vita as quickly as possible, because, you know, PlayStation 5 is essentially going to be the Vita 2 or Switch 2 or whatever. But, like, the only complaint I really have about the Switch, it's like, oh, it's great playing Zelda on it, but... Imagine if this if they if it worked with all my PS4 games and I could just play Horizon at work and shit. Oh god. <laughs> and Sony, you know, like a lot of people don't realize it because their tablets and phones unfortunately aren't sold at a lot of major retailers here in America. I have never seen a Sony tablet. Sony Xperia? Oh, it, it's great. It's a it's a great piece of work. Like they're all they're all <laughs> It's probably two hundred and fifty dollars too expensive, but I'm sure it's real nice. Well, all tablets are two hundred and fifty dollars more expensive. <laughs> no, too, like no, I mean too expensive. Sony's are probably more expensive than they need to be. Well, if you uh, if you go read the specs on it, like they all have like twenty one megapixel cameras. They're all ridiculously waterproof. Like yeah, no, like but I mean that's what I mean. It's like Sony's like 
very good at making hardware that's way above what people actually need out of like certain things like you don't need a 21 megapixel camera in your fucking tablet Sony. imagine if uh, their version of the switch is waterproof too and they show commercials of people playing it underwater <laughs> yeah because that's what I, i'm doing a lot i'm doing a lot of scuba diving and just kind of wishing i was playing uncharted instead well, i wish I, I wish i was doing this but in Uncharted 4. Well, you know, part in Uncharted 4 where you scuba diving? I'd want to scuba dive when I scuba dive. See, you make that joke, but Switch's commercials had basketball players playing NBA 2K17 at a basketball court. No, I know. I just, that's what I mean. Like, that's like that's always the dumbest part. Like, that's the dumbest way to market, like, your fake, your pretend version of something. is <laughs> <laughs> to do it while, while at the real thing. Like, no, just turn around and fucking shoot some more hoops. Freaking out, you're right there. <laughs> <laughs> you're right there. Real? This is too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah. It's like I want to do some sweet three sixty fucking windmills. It's like kids are gonna be like, my mom told me to go play outside and play, so I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I brought my switch with me. Um, oh, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be. I'm trying to figure out how they're gonna do, how it's gonna work because you know they use they still use Blu-ray discs, so either there's a Blu-ray player like attached to the bottom of the tablet. Or at that point, I think you you just go all digital there, or maybe they'll uh, go ahead. Like I think, like I think Nintendo would have what kind of went the right way with the game cards mm. with the Switch, um, because they're high enough capacity that, like you know, you can get flash memory that that easily exceeds what any Blu-ray disc could could ever hold, you know, um, at a at a much cheaper kind of like uh, at a much cheaper rate as well. If you believe Nintendo, we're going to have uh, micro SD cards that can do two terabytes before too long. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, theoretically, yeah. That's like there's, yeah. I mean, that's like capacity to get only increased. You know? How many uh, thousands of dollars is that SD card going to be? Yeah. I can't imagine that you would want that. But like, yeah. Like even right now, like I, I bought a, like I bought a 128 gig uh, card for 60 bucks for my Switch. I was like, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You like, got that. Like, and that'll probably hold me over for a pretty fucking long time. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I think it is going to happen, and I think it's going to be amazing when it when they do it. At least, you know, I, I hope for PlayStation's sake that it is, because, you know, this is usually how it goes. Like, like right now, PlayStation 4 is, like, top of the heap right now. But before, yeah. But before that, PS3 was not at the top of the heap. It was very much at the bottom of the heap. And it slowly right. climbed up over time, but right? But, but but man, like the handheld market is such a different beast, though, because like Sony, like between the PSP and the Vita, it's like th- like those are excellent pieces of hardware, but like that's not necessarily what matters uh, for for that thing for for that kind of thing to be successful. Like Nintendo has made a lot of fucking money putting out like scrape <laughs> putting out hardware that like scrapes the bottom of the barrel, uh, and like like yeah, ultimately what matters is that people want to play fun shit. Uh, with, and on the device that's easy to carry, you know, mm-hmm. um, and you know that's what the Game Boy was for so many years. It was like sub eight bit <laughs> graphics, black and white, black and green. If you had the oldest fucking shit, but like man, Pokemon was so much fun, you know. Um, did you see? Uh, by the way, speaking of easy to carry, and I say that loosely, did you see the IGN uh, review for uh, the for the Switch? No. Uh, so they have Jose Otero. I I believe it was him doing the review, and he was talking about how easy it is to carry. And they show him sticking the switch into his pant pocket, 
And he's <laughs> and he's like saying, you can easily fit this in your pocket. And he puts it in and it puts goes... it into his pair of Jenko jeans. <laughs> <laughs> like he sticks it in as far as it'll go. And there's still like half a screen and a Joy-Con sticking out. Oh, he put the with the controller's attachment. Yeah, with the attached to it, which it it just screams, "Hey, someone just grab me and run!" You know. <laughs> but then he's like, "The way you'll probably want to do it is uh, put your Joy Cons in one pocket and put the tablet in the other." And I'm like, because oh. yeah, God forbid you have keys or a wallet you want to take around. <laughs> <laughs> Pope, oh. get get a backpack and yeah. a case for it. Fucking, a. <laughs> that's what I did. Oh, uh, I. To this day, the most the the best investment I ever made in a collector's edition of any game was uh, Infamous, where I got that backpack, or Infamous Two, <laughs> I believe it was. I, 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 I use that backpack all the time. <laughs> yeah, my only regret right now is like not getting like one of the special editions of Zelda because that came with that comes with the carrying case for your Switch uh, as well. Something I, I did want to mention. I, I don't know if you had it in the news, but uh, the season pass for Zelda was announced. No, because also not Tony news, but yeah, if you want to talk about that, that, that was strange to see uh, them the, announcing an expansion pass. This is how they make the money back, folks, right here. <laughs> Which is also kind of misleading because it's like it's two pieces of DLC that you can't buy separately. So it's like, okay, so what's <laughs> maybe just have them come out at the same time as one thing, you know? Yeah, because I'm really curious what your opinion is because when whatever we were talking about Nintendo, a lot of the you know, a lot of the uh, positives you would give it is that Nintendo seal of quality, that you've got a finished game here, that they don't do what, like, other people will do and just say, oh, here's some extra stuff, because, like, one of, those se- <laughs> one of those things you get in the season pass is a hard mode, which <laughs> is sounds like something that should just be in the fucking game. Yeah, I feel like, like that was just an unlockable thing that you did in Ocarina of Time or whatever. Like, or at least maybe, or at least in the 3DS version, like, like I beat that on 3DS and it's like, Hey, you want to play this on hard mode? Like it, like we flip the world and you take double damage. It's like, uh, sure. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, it was like, it was just an unlockable thing. So like, that's, that sucks. <laughs> Plus, um, and you were saying, mentioning the collector's edition, like how pissed off would you be if you got like, God forbid you got the $130 collector's edition and there's no season pass included with that. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. Like, like all those pre-orders were sold out before they announced the season pass or the expansion pass or whatever the hell <laughs> they call it. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that kind of sucks. But like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I just like mostly it sucks because the content that they're offering for twenty bucks sucks in general. Like the only thing that they like, like what is what else is there? It's like some dungeons, some stupid treasure chest crap, like a bunch of stuff that ultimately doesn't quite add up to twenty bucks for me. Yeah, it's like, I believe in the first one, you get some extra chests that'll significantly help you out with your adventure, I believe was the exact phrase. And also you get these extra clothing. Yeah, you got a Nintendo Switch logo shirt. Yeah. It's like, yeah. (laughs) Take me right out of the game, why don't you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it'll also give him a a gesture where he'll do the Switch snap. (laughs) It doesn't. You'll do the Carlton dance that that every other game lets you do. And it's like three updates. I think one of the other updates is you get a a story mission. The next update is you get like a a extra challenge dungeon to do. And it's just like, no, hard pass there. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's not like I'm like automatically opposed to like Nintendo offering DLC, but like they're they've they're 
the results for them have been pretty fucking mixed. Like with Mario Kart, that they handled that pretty well. Um, they offered like a seat. I mean, they only had like two expansions for it, um, like a collection of cars and and tracks or whatever and characters. Uh, they broke it. Yeah, I think they broke it down into two releases. But with the, and you know the thing was you could buy them separately. Um, you know, if you bought them at the same time, it was a slight discount. The only problem with that was that like, all right, like you get the season pass or whatever. And the first chunk of content comes nine months later. <laughs> the second chunk will come three months after that. So it's like, yeah, you can pay 20 bucks to get content within one year. It's like, eh. <laughs> Plus, uh, they they announced specifically that hard mode thing, which once again feels like it should just be included in the game. If you buy it separately, you don't get the hard mode thing. So you need yeah. to get the season pass in order to get that. Right. Like, and, I was, and Go ahead. I mean, the other game that they offered... DLC for was Smash Brothers on Wii U and 3DS, um, which was fine. They offered a lot of cool characters there, um, but again, that like, but in, in that instance, there wasn't a season pass. But what happened with that is that like it just seemed kind of confusing uh, in terms of like releasing and buying characters. Like, like how do I make it so that I can get characters on both systems, or like how does this like how do I do any of this? <laughs> it's like it's also confusing. Dude. Like there's no centralized like place to buy all this stuff. We have to go to the eShop or whatever. It's like it's all very confusing. Yeah, like uh, and uh, with the Smash Brothers one, like a lot of reason that I was okay with it. I believe quite a few of the extra fighters they included were like fan votes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. But like ultimately, like the problem with the DLC there is that it was all very confusing <laughs> in oh. terms of like actually buying it. Uh, so yeah, so. And I was listening to, uh, I think it was GameStop, uh, whichever one has the host that looks like freaking uh, Green Arrow from the TV show. <laughs> that's a, And that's a compliment, by the way. That guy's handsome. But anyway, <laughs> uh, they were talking about how, like, 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 I don't get why people are so upset. This is just what every, this is the same thing every other company does. And I'm like sitting at home going, yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Like everyone else does it, it's not a good solution. Yeah, it's like this is like Nintendo officially becoming like every other company, which is the problem. Because, you know, before that, you, the big selling point with Nintendo was, oh, you're not going to have to get this uh, yearly online subscription thing. Or like, oh, you're not going to have to worry about uh, downloading extra stuff and paying for it because, uh, you know, it, the whole game's right there. And then this is not like, nope, this is no longer the case, which is, yeah. Eh. But anyway, I, I just wanted to, like, well, I, I did, no, I did not get the uh, season pass. <laughs> yeah, especially because the timing, again, is very, like I said, like they did it with Mario Kart. And this seems to be the problem with this, again, is that the timing is just going to be too, too far gone. Like, the first part of this is going to come out, like, over the summer. Second part of the the pass is gonna come out over the holiday. It's like, like I don't think that's the thing people do with Zelda games. Like they kind of beat them, you know, they play them like they play through them once or twice, but like not like I can't imagine being like, oh yeah, it's it's July. Let me go back to Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it's 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 November. Let me go back to Zelda again while eight hundred other games come out at the same time. It's like, mm. oh, there's so many games, Joe. <laughs> yeah. So the timing, also the expansion pass. It's like none of this sits well with me. <laughs> So I'm still, th I, I'm very curious to see what you're going to do, Joe, when mm -hmm. you're balls deep in Mass Effect Andromeda. And you, you're not going to, I don't know if you, you, it would be incredible if you could completely complete that game inside of two weeks before Persona 5 comes out. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, usually, I mean, as this is a been, Sophie's choice right here. <laughs> I mean, the case for me, or the way it's been for me, 
uh, with all three previous Mass Effect games is that I beat them once and then immediately beat them again because like I enjoyed all those games so much that I that I that I was like like well not only like once like hey I want to do it like as a good guy then as an asshole but also you know it makes out my character I'll, like you can never do like the first time around stuff like that like I like I'm always happy to just go right in into the second playthrough. I don't think I'll be able to do that in time before uh, Persona Five comes out. So it, it, it was, I was like talking with Joe about this. Like, there's so many games coming out that a lot of games are feel like they're going to get hurt in the crossfire. Like uh, Near mm-hmm. uh, Automata, Automata Pia, but no, no, Automata is coming out the same day as Ghost Recon, which is another interesting game. How, however, it feels like the it's going to be mainly the diehards that get that game, and it's a shame because like Near is getting like eight point nines. And it's actually a really good game, and Platinum needs a you know a thumbs up game right now. <laughs> yeah. And however, you know, it's coming out at a time where the Switch and Zelda are coming out. We're still reeling from how awesome Horizon is. More news on that later. And not even like what two weeks or so. Yeah, pretty much two weeks after the game comes out, we've got Mass Effect, and then Persona Five. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like. A lot of people they can afford like maybe one good game each month or yeah ma- like I mean and also like even pretending that games were giving out for free <laughs> it's like you can't afford the time to play them exactly like, like even if we all had a, like even if we lived in like a beautiful utopia where it's like well video game development is free and games are free for everyone yay <laughs> like who's got the fucking time to play all this shit at, at once. And even worse, it sort of takes away from games. Like, there have been several times I've been playing Horizon, and I suddenly get caught up in, oh, I, I need to get get by this quicker or so I can review it on the show or da-da-da, or, or at the very least get this done so I can pl- have time to play it, the next game that's coming out. But at the same time, when you do that, you don't enjoy the game as much. It's yeah. Just, I've had to, like, snap myself, like, no, no, take your time with this. <laughs> enjoy it. <laughs> Same thing with Zelda. Like, I was, like, going around uh, towers, like, Malcolm, calm the fuck down. <laughs> oh, God. This is going to be a hell of a game of the year tournament that we have this year, I'm telling you. Yeah, it's just, oof, man, whew. This is the first, probably the first time that our wildcard tournament is actually going to be pretty stacked. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, my God. A- anyway. Hey, so, yeah, I don't like the expansion pass for Zelda either, so. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on. What else happened? Uh yeah, where are we? <laughs> um, let's see here. Probably the most recent news we have here is that Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, speaking of, mm. is Sony's biggest PS4 franchise debut, uh, at least as far as the UK sales charts are, are concerned. Um, beating out the previous champion. Yeah, a couple of uh, yeah, beating out No Man's Sky being the previous uh, new franchise champion. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Not quite as big as Uncharted 4, but as far as new franchises go, um, huge one for Horizon Zero Dawn there. Um, yeah, right now, this like over in the UK, they give they get weekly uh, sales updates over there uh, as opposed to monthly over here uh, with the MPD. Um, and the, yes, there you go. <laughs> um, also, of course, uh, as we're talking about, also Zelda is also a big release over there. That would that was number two on the sales chart over on over on the other side of the pond. Um, that's including Wii U and uh, Switch sales, by the way. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and of course, obviously, to be fair, it's like the PS4 uh, with its current install base is much bigger than 
anything the Wii U and the brand new Switch has. Uh, so, but it, so it's not imp- even fair. To- <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean that's impressive for Zelda, though. I guess uh, that it's number two above things like Grand Theft Auto Five and and For Honor and FIFA. Uh, so good but, for Zelda. But the important thing is, just like Knack can claim that it outsold Mario, now Horizon can claim. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind that Malcolm literally just said it's not even a fair comparison. <laughs> we're we're going to ignore that. We'll let it that out. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, it's interesting that seventy that twenty two percent of uh, of Zelda's sales are on the Wii U. So I was expecting, yeah, I was expecting that ratio to be reversed. But I guess that's kind of the, uh, I guess that's kind of the the nature of. Well, you expected twenty two percent of it being on being on the Switch. Yeah, because like you would think there was already more Wii U's out there. Well, yeah, I mean it's it's going to be obviously that the, the Switch isn't going to eclipse the Wii U's, you know, install base overnight, but it's not going to take more than a couple of years for that to happen. I don't think. Especially if a lot of people heard about that GameStop deal that I <laughs> that I heard about, where I got like two hundred off essentially the. Uh... Yeah. Oh, that, that was so worth it. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, once again, <laughs> yeah, once again, I got, uh, you know, I essentially get, got the Switch for free because I traded in both my 3DS and the uh, and the Wii U. Because I, I got to tell you, I, I, I wouldn't have dropped $300. And to be fair to the Switch, yeah, I didn't have $300 to drop. But at the same time, you know, like, there was only really one game I wanted, which is not enough to make me go whole hog on a system. But at the same time, you know, if it's free, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I, I will say once again, in all due fairness, that that system is uh, surprising me and really entertaining me too. So, all right. Hey, but anyway, this is great news for Horizon because uh, once again, unfortunately, Joe hasn't played it. I have. This ge- This is an amazing, amazing game. Love um, it. Love it to death. Oh, yeah. Uh, side note here is that um, I guess while we're record- by the time this goes up, like you'll still have some- several days to take advantage. But I think I'm going to take advantage of Target's buy two get one free sale uh, on video games, excluding Switch games. They're, they're, I think I, I think that's smart <laughs> to exclude Switch games for now. Um, but yeah, like I think I'm gonna I'll, I'll leave I'll ask you, Malcolm, because mm-hmm. there are four games that I'm interested in. But I'm, obviously the deal is buy two get one free. Uh, so I have to exclude one game, but I'm thinking like I, I need to exclude one of these t- titles to take advantage of. I, I want the games I'm interested in are RE7, obviously, okay. uh, Horizon, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, but then like there's still Yakuza, Yakuza Zero. Ooh, yeah. That that like that would be a good one, or maybe I should, or maybe I should pick up Neo. Should I pick up Neo or Yakuza, Malcolm, as the oh, third? Oh fuck me! <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Yeah, like definitely Horizon and RE7. Yeah, those are the locks. Those, those are the, those. Those are the buy twos. You know what? What do I get free, Malcolm? Let's see. Ah, it, it's for for you. This is a tough call. <laughs> like, uh, actually, it would be a tough call for me too, because <laughs> uh, Neo is really cool, really stylish. However, the point keeps coming up that you hate Dark Souls games. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 the kicker for me. It's like, yeah, like I I have a very like I have a very <laughs> long and storied history of me trying to get into Dark Souls uh, and Bloodborne all the, uh, no, and games of that ilk and just never uh, grabbing but like something about Neo seems intriguing like it, like it, there's something about it stylistically that I feel gives it a better shot of, of sticking with me than, than the Souls games yeah I th- I definitely agree with you on that but at the same time then you have Yakuza 0 
which I know I love. Exactly. I think you would like the the over the top goofiness yet somehow <laughs> straightforward and serious story. Like I don't know how they do that, but they do it so well. Uh everything about it, especially the story, I think you would absolutely love. So in the case of you, like uh how long is this deal going for? Is it just for the weekend or I believe it's through the end of the week. Okay. Um if you can red box Neo first, I would definitely recommend doing that just to see how you like it. But if you can't do it, I think in your case, and this is once this is not taking anything away from Neo. I'm just going by what I know about you and your preferences because I still think Neo is a fantastic game. And whether it's now or later, you should definitely, definitely give it a try. But I think uh, Yakuza would be the safer pick for you. Mm, you know, you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course I'm right. I'm, I'm, I'm not Spinetti. <laughs> but yeah, like keep an eye on Redbox. If you know anybody who has it, who's not me, unfortunately. Like <laughs> I actually have the physical copy of the game. So, <laughs> but yeah, if you know anybody who has it, definitely borrow it. But uh, I really do recommend and that you give it a shot before before you buy it, though. All right. <sighs> I, I'm gonna regret that come game of the year. I have a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I never played it, so it's out. No. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> this is on you, Malcolm. Yeah. I, hey, I'm, a, I, I'm a salesman. I got to do right by the customer. So <laughs> even if he's not technically my customer, but you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. So helping out a friend there. So what else happened? Or what were we talking about before we brought up this? Uh, we were talking about UK game sales, but what? now we're going to talk about the January 2017 NPDs, uh, which covers sales in North America uh, which, for the month of January. Which I was really excited about number one, because <laughs> it was rightfully deserved, I thought. Yeah, so as far as raw numbers are concerned, um, hardware-wise, $127.1 million uh, sold across the board in hardware. Uh, across the industry, which is down 19% from last year's $157 million. Uh, software accounted for $312.5 million, which is up 14% from last year's $173.9 million. Um, as far as the charts go for software rankings, uh, number one is Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. <clears throat> which is even more impressive because it came out, I think, on the 23rd or 24th, so it was only out for a week of uh, January. Yeah, I'm not... Yeah, I don't remember what the exact date for that was uh in terms of release date but uh yeah january 24th so yeah it had a week <laughs> basically um to grab to, to, to get those numbers up and mission uh, accomplished <laughs> yeah pretty good good job there <laughs> uh number two uh call of duty infinite warfare uh number three grand theft auto 5 and as we said on the last show uh that game is still selling at an incredible clip having eclipsed 75 million copies sold worldwide uh battlefield one at number four and NBA 2K17 rounding out the top five. Uh, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue, which rolls right off the tongue. Uh, <laughs> I think you make that joke every single time. That's because rid it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, that game is number six. Uh, Madden 17, number seven. Watch Dogs 2 at number eight. Overwatch at number nine. Uh, and FIFA 17 at number 10. Hmm. Pretty good. Um, and as far as hardware is concerned, the PS4 uh, was the best selling hardware. Uh, during January 2017. We uh, did it, Joe. Great job. Yes, we did it. We definitely got... 
we definitely played a part. We're definitely profiting from it. <laughs> well, when you say it like that, it sounds pathetic. <laughs> uh, but yeah, PS4 holding strong. I mean, so yeah. Just enjoying uh, this uh, run while it lasts here. Yeah. Um, and for the Xbox's part, uh, Microsoft confirmed that the Xbox One had its best January ever, so um, they're doing just fine over there as well. Mm. Um, yeah, it seems like things are going pretty well overall here. Now, hopefully, you know, it may, it may, as well as being number one, it made good enough sales. Like, I'm sure, like, next time we do a show, I don't want to hear anything from Capcom saying, we were expecting to make $150 million. We only made 100 <laughs> This game's a failure. It's like, a oh, fuck you. <laughs> hey, man. That's all Capcom cares about, something that we've learned. Uh, over the years, that what they want there is cold hard cash, What's backed that? up by cold hard data. Well, like I said, like I, I did statistically and technically, it was a great, great game, a successful experiment as far as taking the uh, the franchise in a different direction. And uh, I hope it, we see it continue. And like I said, if you still want to do those over the top uh, third person shooters, like five and six were, which as much shit as six gets, it sold well. <laughs> It's incredibly well, like the best-selling game in Capcom's history. My God, yeah, like I'm not saying you don't have to make games for those people, but there are people like me who enjoy the survival horror aspect that 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 was in the first and second and third games, and this one did it not only well, but did it in a great in new direction and made some really memorable characters and story in the process. So, yeah, hope, yeah, like I. <laughs> Like, I feel like, like I send this link to Malcolm every few months, but like I'm going to send him a link to the best-selling games in Capcom's history, and he can take a look at number one and number two uh, for himself. And it's like, man, what the fuck? <laughs> so ultimately, that's what what Capcom cares about is you putting your money with your, where your mouth is, and that's the game that they'll make. But I hope they realize that, like, wow, it was, it's five. Man. Yeah. I, I thought it was six that was number one, but all right. But yeah. I mean, it's right behind it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I expect number... T- Four to jump up a few spots when because they've already announced that they're making a remake, much like they did the remake for number one and zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when that comes out, expect that to jump up quite a few spots. Yeah. Monster Hunter Hunter Freedom Three, no way. Well, actually, Monster <laughs> Hunter is quite a few spots on this. Wow, yeah, people like Monster Hunter. Yeah. Is that? It's like half the list. RK <laughs> <laughs> is probably like, yeah, you damn right, it's half the list. <laughs> I love RK. He's awesome. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope this isn't a, a an instance where if it's not the new number one bestseller, it was like a total failure. Or yeah. Like, oh, it didn't sell six point. It didn't pass six point seven. So as it failed at by stopping at six point five. Like what the? Fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's like once again, the game's only been out a few months. Give it some time to reach Resident Evil Five numbers. <laughs> That's freaking a. But. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I hope it'll be successful enough that, that they're, like, because as we've learned watching the Marvel and the DC movies, like, uh, you can get by with name 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 value alone, but at the same time, it really helps when your game is widely praised like Seven was. So, yeah. all right, we will see. All right, what else happened? And a move that I didn't, that I don't think anyone saw coming at all, um, RKO! No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where. Uh, Peter Moore, uh, executive over at Electronic Arts, or EA Sports president more specifically, uh, is leaving EA Sports to become CEO of the Liverpool Football Club over 
in the English Premier League. He'll be heading the one of the top soccer teams in the world uh, instead of doing EA Sports stuff. Um, for him, that's a dream job because he grew up loving that team. Uh, so now he's going to go run it. Yeah, I heard he called like the old owner and was like, you know, I think it would really help us and your team if I was CEO. And he was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> little inside joke between me and Joe. <laughs> so, EA, they do the FIFA games, right? Yes, they do. Was he heavily involved in those games, do you know? or uh, Like I said, he was president of EA Sports, Malcolm. Oh, so okay. he was involved in all of their sports titles. Well, okay. So, <laughs> so you know, this is going to be interesting. Like, is this going to hurt the, the those FIFA games going forward? Well, no. I mean, because, like I said, he's leaving the egg job to go do that. It's not, he's going to be doing both things at the same time. Uh, he's going to be moving over to Liverpool, like, physically, like, moving to England <laughs> to run that team. Well, uh, that, that's what I mean. Like, when I say FIFA, I mean, is this going to hurt the game franchise since he's uh, no longer going to be there? Because it's not a, like if he cared that much about soccer or football, for, depending on where you are and listening to this, uh, it, it sounded like he probably was like, hand, you know, hands in on it, making sure it was authentic and nice and what have you. So uh, I'm curious if he'll like pass the torch, so to speak, to someone who cares about it as much as he does. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, EA Sports, that's probably, like, their biggest, like, yeah, that's probably, like, their biggest money-making, like, branch, for sure. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and guess that they've got people in place to be able to to make sure that, you know, all parts of that operation run smoothly, uh, whether it's FIFA, Madden, uh, what the fuck else they make on the NHL? <laughs> uh, NHL, UFC, like, oh, UFC maybe to a lesser degree, but, like, all their, like, other sports games are, I feel like those are in pretty good hands. They sit in a room like, all right, which UFC fighters do we curse this year? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think UFC, that comes out every couple of years, because on Up, Up, Down, Down, they're still playing UFC 2, for Christ's sake, so. Yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah, like, um, yeah, good luck to Peter Moore. That's That's pretty cool for him. <laughs> to be able to be like, yeah, yeah. Be, yeah, like imagine that. Yeah, it's like following, following your passion. Like I hope he has fun over there. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he doesn't have like sports. I mean, obviously, running a sports club is much different than running like a sports video game division. Mm. Uh, but like he, like I'm sure he's like he's he's worked for like according to this, he's had senior roles. Obviously, he worked at Microsoft before EA. I would love uh, it if he went down there and was like, this is nothing like GM mode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, you know, he worked at Reebok before. Uh, they've got some, like, they work with athletes over there. So it's like, all right. Okay. Right. Yeah, so good luck to Peter Moore. Like, I like that guy. He he played a very he, he played a very important role in, in the video games industry between, like, the mid-90s uh, to now. Like, he, he was involved with, like, the Dreamcast launch uh, over at Sega. Obviously, he he made an impact with Microsoft, you know, with his with his crazy GTA and Halo tattoos. Uh, so, yeah, we're gonna miss that guy over yeah. here in the game in the game space. One of the good ones, definitely. Yeah. All right. So, Godspeed to him. Have fun, man. All right. What else happened? Uh, we got some Mass Effect uh, Andromeda news here to talk about real quick. Um, there was quite a, there's been quite a bit of Mass and Mass and Yeah. <laughs> We, why is that so hard to say all of a sudden? <laughs> uh, MEA. MEA. Uh, <laughs> um, first and foremost, that game has gone gold, so it will be releasing uh, on time. Uh, no more delays, no more no more anything. That game is fucking coming out by the end of March, come hell or high water, goddammit. 21st, <laughs> yes. 
um yeah that game will be releasing uh very soon on march 21st um and all i have is six dollars and 45 cents to pay off before i get the game and i think i'm going to be able to clear it by the 21st (laughs) well good (laughs) (laughs) Um, on top of that uh let's see uh ea or bioware uh announced that they have canceled the multiplayer beta that was supposed to be coming up uh soon for it uh just gonna go ahead and skip over that (laughs) um the game or the multiplayer will be playable at pax east uh between march 10th and 12th so this coming weekend if you want to get your hands on that all you gotta do is fly to boston (laughs) and check it out for yourself Uh, (laughs) just fly over to boston pay 150 bucks for a pass that's uh, just an eight-hour drive for me. <laughs> then wait, then wait three hours in line, and then bam, you'll be able to play for about ten minutes. I'm sure Sandra won't mind doing all that for that. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Do that instead of uh, participating in the uh, planned beta. You know, it's, it's kind of funny because right now Sandra is uh, knee deep in Dragon Age Three inquisition so like she's been playing the heck out of that so there's going to be an instance in this house where she's going to be on one TV playing the fantasy bioware game and i'm going to be playing the space bioware game <laughs> and that game is six dollars right now on xbox live and i almost bought it before i remembered wait a minute i didn't like this game what am i doing <laughs> like, i'm tempted to buy it just to have a digital copy of it and not need the uh the disc anymore mm. right, so it's tempting but yeah, cooler health prevailed um <laughs> Also, there's going to be some soft core porn in it, I guess. <laughs> they promised some good, good sex times. Yeah, what the fuck was this? <laughs> <laughs> Which is... Him being a lewd bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so yeah, what was, was the exact quote here? You know I, mean? I Do you have it pulled up, Malcolm? I, 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 I don't know what I did with the link. I had it here, but no. Son of a biscuit. All right. <laughs> uh, I, I'm looking for it as we speak here. But but it's funny because, um, yeah, it's just such a far cry from what it was even just a few years ago when the original game came out. Um, yeah, because I don't know if you remember the original game coming out, Malcolm, and like there being like this crazy controversy. Like it was all on Fox News and everything. It's like, oh, yeah, sex. Like this game just has illicit sex, sexual scenes in it. And you can like and it's gonna fucking corrupt everyone and it's gonna be terrible like even like on fox news they had a headline that said sex box it's like what the fuck <laughs> um and now it's like not even like not even 10 years later it's like yeah like like prepare to fuck every alien you find <laughs> it's like all right okay so mass effect andromeda dev says full game features full nudity and and i quote it's totally softcore space porn. So it was a guy by the name of, okay, I'm going to mispronounce this, so I'll ask your help here. Aaron Flynn, A-A-R-Y-N. Uh, go ahead and send me that link, Malcolm, and I'll be able to help you there. Okay, go faster. <laughs> Apple phone, jeez. All right, because <laughs> the link I sent him was a YouTube video. Okay, it's yeah. it's texting uh, right over there. Here, if you got it, but at it back there. Right now, this, this uh, that's not that's not the one I want. Let's see. Pretty good banging is what the subtitle says here. <laughs> Man. Yeah, Aaron Flynn. Yeah. It's like, remember, we lost the partial nudity rating and got full nudity. Just straight up nudity. Man, hopefully it's better than <laughs> uh hopefully it's better than it was in like uh I don't know if you remember GTA four's Ballad of Gay Tony DLC, Malcolm. But <laughs> but there's like this one part where you walk into like you walk in on like 
a congressman of some kind, uh, and he's like just buck naked in the middle of the room. But like he's got like the most unnatural, like weirdly shaped dick. <laughs> it's like what the fuck? Like that's not a human dick. <laughs> like that's not what those look like. Uh, uh, but uh, just to go on, because like he actually responded to quite a few people, including a lady named Tam, saying, "I'm also I'm imagining my husband looking at me in disgust. Is this just spa- space porn? Because wow, you know, Jesus." TFW when you marry a non gamer and Flynn responding with yes it's totally soft course <laughs> then uh, a guy named Tyler I'm struggling to tell if you are trolling us or not right now and Aaron with oh I'm not <laughs> then a lady named Sky hey Aaron are we go- going to get called pet names or nicknames from LI or crew members and Aaron's like heh I don't. I can't recall, but some of the dialogue is pretty steamy. <laughs> oh, like, and then Tam coming back with, so it's probably good to know that I'll have to play it privately when the kids are sleeping. And Aaron responding with, "Good call." <laughs> <laughs> Another person here suggested, "Is it too late to include a bottle of N- <laughs> of N seven massage oil in the collector's edition?" He's like, "Those." <laughs> Those are world-class ideas I, I need from you yesterday, man. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, I'm sure there's a few people out there who are like, oh, this is so crude. But at the same time, like, this is one of the reasons people buy these games. For yeah, like, that's half the fun in any Bioware game, isn't it? You want to bang your party members. Yeah. <laughs> you want to get up in there. And, it, like, a lot of this, like, a lot of what it, I... Go ahead. It's going to get wet. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Like, a lot of what I remember about uh, Dragon Age 2, aside from, you know, the awesome story that it told, was, you know, me chasing after Isabella, the rogue pirate, and uh, getting her to fall for me and what have you. And, you know, that that, that, that took a lot, of, a lot of work, as a good woman is. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, uh, you know, that that's cool. Like, a lot of people, you know... They'll either like bang anything that moves or they'll find that one and chase after her for the story, which is in a sense, the freedom that you get with the mass effect game. Mm. Granted, it sounds like they're going full tilt with the sex, but you know what? Whatever. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) We we live in a time where that's possible now. So why not? (laughs) Yeah, man. How how do you feel about this Joe? Fantastic. Let's get in there. <laughs> Literally, that, that, that's good. <laughs> talk about getting <laughs> talking about going balls deep into something, Malcolm. Yeah, I'm sure that'll be a mini game when you find it. <laughs> Man, when Malcolm said that I was gonna be balls deep in Mass Effect. Who knew that it was gonna be so literal? Hey, <laughs> do you think uh, the soft core scenes are gonna be anything like uh, the heavy rain sex scene? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I God, <laughs> I hope not. She's pressing squared on with the bra. Oh, Jesus. If they even use... Do they still use dra- bras in space, or have they evolved past that at this point? I don't know. <laughs> I think that would go... That, I think they'd have to do that on a species-to-species species, uh, basis. <laughs> we need to do an episode, because, you know, keep in mind, I didn't play through the whole trilogy. I played, like, a little bit of the first one, and then I dropped out. Joe, on the other hand, is the mega, mega completionist as he's beaten each game twice. So maybe we should do, like, a primer or something if this is people's first uh, Mass Effect. You mean I should do a primer for what would also be your first actual Mass Effect? <laughs> well, I, 
I'll be the one asking questions. <laughs> and I'll be like, Malcolm, just play the fucking game. <laughs> well, I'm gonna play the game this time, dude. And dude, I've got like I've got it all bought and paid for. So it'll be all set this time. I don't know if I'm gonna play like as a dick and as a good person like you do. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's it's not gonna be possible anyway this time around because I think they they said that they're moving away from that particular Renegade Paragon system and just kind of giving you. Yeah, yeah no, they, they made it pretty clear that it's not gonna be Paragon Renegade anymore. Yeah, they do like a a lot of stuff that is different from the trilogy, which. Uh, for the most part, I'd have to say is all positives for, in my opinion, if you go on their YouTube channel, they've got like a lot of videos right now talking about the changes of it. One of which, uh, they felt like it was giving away too much or making things too easy just to go to an option and see blue or red. So you knew exactly what kind of response you were going to get, what kind of response you were going to give. So to make it more ambiguous, you know, they basically took that out. So how do you feel about that? Does that annoy you that you're not going to just know straight <laughs> up or? You... <laughs> I mean, on the one hand, yeah, it's like that. Like, yeah, on the one hand, yeah, I am going to kind of miss that because like one of my favorite videos way back in the day when the original game came out was like games radars, like biggest prick in the galaxy <laughs> video. Uh, when the first game came out of him just being of this commander Shepard being just a total, just shitty asshole. <laughs> that, uh, and like, I'm going to see if I can pull that video up anywhere. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's just one of my favorite videos, uh, that came up and yeah, so I'm going to miss that kind of thing. But on the other hand, it's like, yeah, it, it, it did make, it did make it seem like you were just kind of like on rails in terms of conversation. It's like, all right, like I'm always going to pick the blue option. I'm always going to pick the red option or whatever. Um, yeah, so it's, it's going to be more interesting to be like, all right, like this is like, I'm trying to be a dick or an asshole. So I'm going to pick what seems to be the dick or, or asshole or, or nice guy respond, uh, that I think. <laughs> Will fit what what I'm trying to do here. Um, Are you yeah, going to be the dick or the asshole? Only you can decide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I I do like a lot of the changes, like uh, the combat. I don't know if you saw that uh, YouTube video I sent you about like the combat changes and whatnot, and it looks really super tight. Yeah, and uh, I like a lot of the stuff they did with the weapons. I even love the jetpack that they added into combat too. And uh, the idea of uh, the the most thing, the thing I'm most excited about is the customization. Like, I didn't play it, but it sounded like once you made a certain choice to go a certain way with your character and his abilities, that was it. You, you know that that's your character. Like I remember Greg Miller saying, like he would hear like other people who made characters a different way and had different abilities, but you know, he really couldn't change at that point. It was like, well, that, that's cool for them, I guess. But <laughs> now if you want to try different things, you can change it at any time. So that actually sounds really, really good. So yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be good, Joe. I think so, too. This might, it. this is going on a limb, but I think it might be in our tournament this year. It might be. It might be. All right. <laughs> Moving on. What else happened? Uh, <laughs> this is funny because this was news I broke to Malcolm when I was in El Salvador. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, the the sequel to Middle-earth, Shadow of Mordor, was leaked and then officially revealed uh, within a day. Uh, <laughs> um, initially, the game, which is called Middle-earth, Shadow of War, uh, was leaked by none other than Target, <laughs> like on a lazy Sunday afternoon, um, when when I, which is hilarious because like Sunday, like literally no one in the industry works, so like there was not going to be any sort of official response uh, from WB or anything uh, while this was circulating. But yeah, like someone found a listing for the, the sequel uh, on Target, 
and uh, like they found the listings for like the gold editions and the collector's editions and like all the pricing and even the release date, uh, which is August twenty second. Um, and yeah, then the next day, <laughs> WB is like, "Oh uh, yeah, I guess that's hap- I guess we'll just go ahead and tell you that's happening. <laughs> Make that official." <laughs> uh, yeah, so Middle Earth: Shadow of War, August twenty second. Uh, we'll be hitting uh, almost the same platforms as before. Uh, PS3 and Xbox 360 won't be making the cut this time. Um, and yeah, like I said, there's going to be multiple editions of that game. Um, a comical <laughs> number of editions, actually. Um, like, <laughs> like at first, like all I saw was like the gold edition, and then the crazy ass regular, like the crazy ass collector's edition. Uh, which and those two were, were kind of expected, sure. Um, but like, yeah, it ended up being more than that, even. Uh, so, like, what is it? It's going to be, you know, the regular edition, which is, you know, the regular game by itself, 60 bucks. Um, then there's also, like, a silver edition. There's a, there's a gold edition. And then the crazy Mithril. collector's edition. Yeah, it's the Mithril, which includes, like, a giant fucking statue, uh, which is really impressive. But, like, man, imagine spending $300 on one game. <laughs> yeah, I'm good with the statue. <laughs> uh, I'm... I believe, like with the other editions, they comes with like X. You know, they're basically season passes. At least, yeah. At least as far as that. Could yeah. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up the different editions to see exactly what is included in each. Yeah. If you hear me see Jesus Christ from time to time, I'm actually looking <laughs> at SummerSlam travel packages, <laughs> which start at a cool two thousand eight hundred and fifty dollars. Seriously? Person. Yeah. I feel like WrestleMania packages a couple years ago were like twelve hundred dollars. Oh well. I don't think they were ever that bad, but you get now SummerSlam is pretty much on par with WrestleMania, but it, I, I feel like SummerSlam is more focused towards the hardcores because yeah. you got you got your SummerSlam, then you have the NXT Takeover the night before, and right. then you have Raw and SmackDown the following nights, which are all which are now included in this travel pack. So I okay. get two thousand and as well as traveling to Brooklyn and what have you. Right. You also get a breakfast slam session with WWE superstars. Hot damn! On the, yeah, on the pay per view day, exclusive reception with them later that Sunday, mm. and of course the Coney Island experience. Uh, of course, where, where again you have lunch with WWE legends and have fun with them at Coney Island. Yeah, so go ahead and pre-order your version of SummerSlam, twenty seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, and that okay. They have one that's like a thousand eight hundred fifty per fifty dollars per person, which excludes all that Coney Island and uh, lunch and reception stuff, and it's just the shows. Which sounds oh wait, you still get the breakfast slam thing and stuff. Well, you gotta stuff. get the breakfast slam. Ah, <laughs> oh, love my breakfast slam at Denny's. <laughs> all right, did you find it? Yeah, actually, I found it, like, right before you started talking about SummerSlam for some reason. <laughs> All right, fine. See if I ever stole for time for you again. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is he? Where does SummerSlam come from? I just got the notification from my WWE app. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, anyway, the Silver Edition, uh, which, of course, on top of just regular edition, is the Slaughter Tribe Nemesis Expansion, the Outlaw Tribe Nemesis Expansion, and the Silver War Chest. Um... Yeah, these Nemesis expansions include a new orc tribe featuring new enemies, followers, missions, abilities, weapons, fortress, and wilderness updates, uh, and a mythic gear set. So that's what you get with the Silver Edition. The Gold Edition, I believe, includes the full season pass, uh, which includes all of that those uh, those Nemesis expansions as well as the Blade of Galadriel story expansion and the Desolation of Mordor story expansion, as well as a gold war chest. Uh, 
yeah. And then the Mithril edition includes all of that. <laughs> um, all those story, all those expansions, plus that crazy statue, uh, plus the lithographs, plus the magnetic ring of power, plus an exclusive steel case, plus a game soundtrack, plus a map of motor, plus a sticker pack, plus a gold chest, plus an exclusive Mithril war chest. And all of that can be had for the cool, cool price of uh, I think it's like 130 or something, or is it? No, it's way more than that. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> it is way more than that, my man. I believe the reg- I like. I believe the gold edition is going to be uh, is going to be 100. dollars um, So for for this crazy statue plus all the other physical bullshit you get inside of it, um, that'll cost you a cool 2.99. Oh, okay, okay. Fuck. Now the original game. Name uh, Shadow of Mordor, uh-huh. or, or was uh, quite popular. Did really well in the our Game of the Year tournament a few years ago, where it lost in controversial fashion in the finals, as far as I'm concerned. But it's still a great game, known for the Bayonetta, Nemesis. What's up? Bayonetta Two is a fine game. <laughs> it's I won't argue there. It is a fine game, <laughs> but to lose how it did. But anyway. Uh, the original game debuted the Nemesis system, where it would create these all-new characters with this randomized sets of quirks and uh, strengths and flaws, and uh, all actually made them pretty interesting. And, of course, the, the focus on that game was finding these guys, either killing them, where they would be replaced in the chain of command, or, if you liked the guy and had the uh, the fortitude to do it, you could actually mind control them and make put them in under your control. So mm. you could essentially have a good chunk of Sauron's army fighting alongside you. So now the with uh, war. Okay, is it Shadow of War? Shadow of War. It should be War of Mordor, but anyway, it should be anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Shadow of War. What does that even mean? But uh. <laughs> but the the big focus here. Uh, from what we gather in the trailer, as you know, the main character is fused to the soul of an elf called Calabrimbor, who is, for those of you who don't know, who the, could forget. Yeah, <laughs> for those who don't know, the lore of Lord of the Rings is the one who actually made the One Ring. And in the beginning of the trailer, we see him make what seems to be another ring, and the then two ring, if you will, yes, <laughs> and then get separated. And from what we could tell in reports, the focus on this game is you actually are not just getting people on the inside of uh, Sauron's army, you're actually creating your own army, which is not just going to include orcs, but Balrogs, which are those lava winged demon, gigantic demons, huge ogres and uh, stuff like that. So you're essentially creating an army that is going to stand up to Sauron's army and have some kind of final battle, which will hopefully be a little bit more satisfying than it was in the previous game. (laughs) Uh, and that is cool that I like that idea of like hunting down on these, uh, generals and what have you. And, uh, depending on how you view them, you could actually recruit them to fight alongside you, not just, uh, feed you information and what have you. So, uh, and it, from the sounds of it, like, I don't believe you had like, you had like ruins to power up uh, your weapons, but you didn't have actually full on weapons that you could get from it. So, but it sounds like that's going to be a new thing is that you can find better weapons and accessories. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it sounds, it's solid. Like I was a huge fan of the first game, which caught a lot of people by surprise. And so I'm definitely looking forward to it. I might actually pick up one of these, uh, 
Super packs, not the Balrog or the Mithril. <laughs> no, it's the Balrog. Not, the Balrog. Not with ba- not with Balrog the Boxer from Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you opened it up and that's what was in. It. <laughs> Whoa! What, what does this have to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> Several people are fired on both ends of this. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you put that there? <laughs> but. Yeah, I'm excited. What about you, Joe? Um, yeah, this like that that first game was was really fucking cool. Um, like that Nemesis system was really innovative, and like one of the funny things too now is that you know that this game came is you know three years in the making, um, and within that time, everyone was sure that like people were gonna be ripping off that Nemesis system left and right, and this is actually gonna be the first game since Shadow of Mordor to include any kind of Nemesis system. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, like I was like everyone, like I'm like everyone thought was like, yeah, this is really awesome, and like, and within two years, like every other game is going to include some kind of nemesis system, and and no, no one, no one did it. Um, which is a surprise. Like I was especially, I was like, so you're going to see this in on Arkham in the next Arkham game, like uh, the nemesis system, except with thugs who move up the ladder by kicking your ass. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah, because that was another thing. Because like if you failed to kill an enemy. They would actually essentially level up because that <laughs> counted as you, them kicking your ass. So they would either move up in the chain of the command or level up. So now they're even stronger. Right. So Which actually created a lot of memorable encounters because there was a, this one that I could not kill and kept killing me. And so by the time <laughs> we had a final it's showdown. Like a, the proper fucking warlord and shit. <laughs> Like, I basically promoted him to the highest level. <laughs> like, he's a fucking end boss now because of Malcolm's incompetence. <laughs> like, fuck off, Sauron. This is me now. <laughs> fucking fighting Sauron again at the end of it. He takes off the mask. It was me all along. <laughs> <laughs> it was me, Austin. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, I am, I'm stoked for this. Uh, hopefully we'll have time to play the game considering everything that's coming out like it is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, 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 I'm really stoked for it. So that's cool. Uh, I'm going to feel bad for him. Cause if we see like gameplay footage at like E3 or something, like I guarantee you this was supposed or even earlier that I'm, this is probably supposed to be announced there. And I was like, well, the cat's out of the bag, but you know, that's, <laughs> that's pretty commonplace in the game industry nowadays. I mean, it wasn't even like, you know, like it was a leak where like, you know, things that usually leak, it's like, oh, like a developer got really over antsy and it's like either either leaked something to the press or or was careless enough to be like, oh, I'm going to check out these super private assets on the train from work. <laughs> it's like, no, don't do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> things like that are usually what happens. But this time it was the major retailer pulling the trigger too early um, and just kind of completely <laughs> just pissing on whatever plan. Uh, WB had in place for re- revealing the game, um, but like I told Malcolm when that, when I was when I initially talked to him about it, like um, for Target to have those assets at the ready, like I assumed that they were going to announce it within that same week. So if anything, this kind of just accelerated their p- plan by like a day or two, or even just a few days. Uh, I don't think they would have waited all the way till E3 to, to, to announce it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, once again, as you pointed out, that would have given them what two months. <laughs> Yeah, basically just like two and a half months to like, <laughs> like I, I think they would have wanted more than just ten weeks lead time uh, to drum up pre-orders and whatnot. Yeah, it's a fair point. Yeah, but uh, yeah, in the end, it's a exciting news. It, it's a really, really great title. Hopefully, this continues the trend and does you know, and fuck's sake, someone rip off that Nemesis system already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and you know the game obviously 
I think the game is going to look really cool like on PS4 Pro as well. Because um, that first game, they, they even patched for, for PS4 Pro, and that game seems to run pretty well there. Mm. So it's going to be exciting to see what they've got in store for for the system that they can just kind of like develop for, you know, kind of like from the get-go. Yeah, definitely. All right, moving on. What else happened? Uh, let's see. For those playing Overwatch, and I know there's a lot of you, um, Blizzard has, has released a new hero uh, for you to play with right now. Um, the character's name is Orisa, who is in Omnic, whatever that is. <laughs> um, yeah, let's see. 11-year-old prodigy uh, Effie Oladele uh, developed Orisa following the Omnic, the Omnic crisis, an event that greatly shaped Overwatch's lore. Um, yeah, so basically, you you this it's a character. It's a it's basically a robot created by an eleven year old girl. Uh, and uh, let's see, <laughs> as 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 want to do want to happen. Uh, when it comes to gameplay, Orisa is a tank whose primary ability is providing barriers to shield her side from opposing attack. Uh, her ultimate is the supercharger, which buffs the damage her surrounding allies do. Uh, and yeah, for the most yeah for the most part, her abilities uh, are largely defensive. So yeah, there you go. If you, if you want, if you're into Overwatch. Uh, there you go. Nice. The more, the more Overwatch. Yeah, nothing wrong, wrong with more Overwatch. A, a deserved, and small spoiler at this point, but a deserved runner-up, I thought, in this year's Game of the Year tournament. Yeah, the way that, that game has captured people's imaginations is, is, is not. Mm. All right, what else happened th- since we've been gone? Uh, let's see. Bungie is kind of talking about what Destiny 2 is going to let you carry over from the original game. Mm. Um, yeah, see, yeah, obviously that game is still very popular. Um, not so much on this podcast, <laughs> but, but in general, still a very popular game. Um, and people, I still plays it. Probably. <laughs> um, yeah, people, pe- I think he plays something else. I forget what the game is called. I think it's Paragon. I see him posting. About yeah, that a lot. yeah, oh yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously people who play or into Destiny are wondering, you know, what's going to happen to their characters and abilities and whatnot. Uh, when that sequel arrives this year, which we know is arriving this year, like Bungie and, and, and Activision have both been very open about the fact that, you know, a full-fledged sequel is coming this year. Um, yeah, but while some things are going to carry over, a lot of things are not. Um, as Bungie has explained it here, they said, quote, power, possessions, and Eververse-related items and currency will not carry forward from Destiny to Destiny 2. Um, presumably by power and possessions, they mean Bungie... Bungie means, you know, light levels, abilities, armor, and weapons. Um, what will carry forward, according to the Polygon report, is the way your guard is character personalization, uh, but only for characters that have reached level 20 and completed uh, Destiny's Black Garden mission. They said, quote, we know that just like us, you've grown fond of the, gar- of the guardians you've created, so we do plan to preserve your character personalization. We're going to recognize the dedication and passion you've shown for this world, specifically the class, race, gender, face, hair, and marking selections for all characters that have achieved level 20 and completed the Black Garden story mission will carry forward. We also plan to award these veteran accounts with honors that reflect your Destiny, Destiny 1 accomplishment. We believe this is the best path forward. It allows us to introduce the major advancements and improvements that all of us expect from a sequel, ensuring that it will be the best game we can create unencumbered by the path. Uh, Bungie says it has one more live event, the Age of, Tri- of Triumph, planned for the original game, uh, and promises details on that soon. There you go. Any uh, word on what the uh, reaction to this has been from the uh, other players? From the community? I don't really know. <laughs> I haven't really uh, kept up with the community itself. I've just been kind of keeping an eye on what the sequel could actually be. Um, 
Like I understand the train of thought here, and I, I agree personally that this is the best way to go. Because you know, if you're trying to entice new blood into the game, it's going to be difficult when you have like these extreme high level players surrounding you, and you're like, uh, "All right, <laughs> I'm dead, but okay." <laughs> yeah, um, kind of browsing at the comments on the Polygon article I got this from. Um, people aren't super thrilled <laughs> about them being able to only keep basically the personalization stuff that. As the first comment says, like, wow, they're letting us keep the stuff that took less than five minutes to do. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, and, yeah, like, and it's also weird that you can only carry it over if you beat, like, the main campaign. Um, like, why is it, like, why not just, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, it's also funny that, like, oh, yeah, like, you get to keep the character that, A, took you less than five minutes to create, and, B, whose face is hidden behind a helmet 90% of the time anyway. <laughs> Um, exactly. Like I, I, I forget what the name of the race was, but I had, I made a character that was essentially had were robots, but I never see his face anymore. It's like, <laughs> or I never did see his face anymore once I got my first helmet. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. It feels like yeah. It's weird that only like the most superficial parts of your character are going to carry over. Mm. Um, at the same time, it's better than nothing, I guess. Like. I would have been uh, a little annoyed if uh, it was like, yeah, if you beat the main story and all four DLC, then like, okay, so basically not me. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) But just keeping it to the main game, it doesn't feel like they're punishing you for not dropping the extra $80 on all the other DLC. So I'm probably being conservative by saying $80, but yeah. But yeah, yeah. I'm curious to see what they do with uh, Destiny 2. The, the, the group seems to be the type that learns from, like, their mistakes. Like, for you and me, it was the lack of uh, landscapes. Like, we pretty much played the game during the beta, it felt like, at least on Earth. Right. And uh, lack of story, too, which they did try to correct with later DLC packs, but I wasn't going to pay thirty nine ninety nine in order to get that, so. <laughs> yeah, it was like the expansion one, expansion two, which I had gotten through, or tried to pay through or with through like the digital deluxe edition or whatever, but then there were two giant expansions on top of that. I said, well, okay. <laughs> that, like, I don't even want to play this regular version that I got. Why would I want to do? Why would I spend more, another $40 on it? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, hopefully this is better. I'll be, I'll be staying tuned to the reviews. Let's just say before I yeah. pay the money this time around. <laughs> yeah. All right, what else happened since we've been gone? Uh, In some news that completely floored Malcolm, uh, the Crash Bandicoot Trilogy remaster is not going to be PS4 exclusive, uh, or at least it looks looks that way. Um, That game will be launching first on PlayStation 4, uh, but we'll be making its way to other platforms uh, a little bit after that. Um, Yeah, obviously it was only announced for PS4 initially. um, Had a pretty big spot in, was it the PlayStation experience or was it E3? E3. Yeah, at E3, uh, they kind of showed off that, you know, that they're basically remaking the the, the original games uh, from the ground up uh, for PlayStation 4. And, yeah, obviously that kind of implied some kind of exclusivity for <laughs> for the PlayStation 4. Uh, but with, you know, Crash Bandicoot technically belonging to Activision, uh, maybe we could have put two and two together and, and, <laughs> and seen that, that, you know, maybe this isn't going to be exclusive uh or at least not always exclusive it was actually brought up a while ago i believe that uh, that every time they would talk about it they never directly said this was exclusive 
It was always assumed right. because a lot of people, I guess, are like me and just always uh, associated it with PlayStation. And here comes Joe with a Wikipedia page saying, like, <laughs> no, it's been like on three other systems, too. Yeah, like it's like it's like I was like, uh, yeah, the, I think the confusion comes from the fact that, you know, this is, this is going to be a remake of the original trilogy, which were, you know, PlayStation exclusives. Sony co-published those games with uh, Universal, uh, you know, and, you know, Sony only had like Sony never owned Crash Bandicoot like. Sony owned, you know, Naughty Dog, who, who who developed those games, and you know, like they entered an agreement to to develop and publish those games via via Universal. But once that agreement ran out after you know the three games and the Crash Team Racing game, uh, you know, the, those games were super popular, and Universal, in a very understandable business move, was like, all right, like maybe we should sell this on more platforms than just the PlayStation. Uh, <laughs> and they did that with. Uh, I forget what the first game was on PS in the PS2 era, but you know that game came out on PS2, Xbox, GameCube. Uh, like that's actually how I played that game was on my cousin's GameCube, <laughs> uh, and I was like super weird, weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, from that moment on, it's like that game and and that and that franchise in general has kind of popped around from system to system, publisher to publisher. Uh, like I I remember Konami published a couple of them. Uh, like that game has been on like Wii's and and GBA and, and like DS and obviously xbox 360 and, and ps3 uh were last was the last game to come out like in 2008 or some shit um so yeah like, like it's it's not a it's not like out of the ordinary that we're seeing a multi-platform crash bandicoot game um it is just weird seeing that the original three games are coming to systems that aren't playstation now yeah exactly i mean i'm trying like I'm, I'm still trying to figure out because this must have been a move by sony like, I know there was a lot of people, like, most famously Tim Geddes of uh, Kind of Funny, really, really wanted the, a remaster or a return or, a, or even a sequel. Um, so, you would, but like you said, they, had to, they would have to go through Activision. And uh, the demand for it was there, but maybe this was, uh, in order to do this remaster, this Activision, I guess, was maybe nervous that it wouldn't sell. So, maybe that's why they're like, okay, well, let we'll do the remaster, but we have to let us sell on Xbox as well, just in case. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, with, while, while Crash Bandicoot has been under like Activision's control, um, I'm trying to think of like the games that have come out, like they've, they've put out like maybe two games. Um, like I forgot what that last one was. That was, that came out like in 08. That was on PS3 and 360. Like that game did. Okay. <laughs> like in terms of sales or, or, or like critical reception, but like, Literally, the only thing that come out between then in 2008 and now is like a Skylanders expansion that features <laughs> the Crash Bandicoot and like some iOS games, and that's pretty much been it. So I can kind of see why they're kind of tentative. They're kind of like nervous about like, eh, like, like we don't know exactly how much money there is in a Crash Bandicoot remake, you know? So I wonder what the business side of 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 all this is that they finally pulled the trigger on it. Right. Like I like I wonder how much you know Sony is bankrolling it because you know if it does well, maybe they have some sort of deal like. Like where they get, all right. If if it sells well enough that now you want to do a sequel, that has to be exclusive to us. Mm -hmm. I'm, I mean, is is all I could think of. Or maybe it's just as simple as it's a timed exclusivity. Like they get the game for six months and then it goes to other consoles or something like that. Because yeah, because uh, this was like a major moment for a lot of people at E3, and it's weird that Sony would do this if they didn't have if they weren't getting something out of it. Like, yeah, you had like uh. What's his name? Sean what? Sean Layden. Sean Layden. You had Sean Layden like coming out in a Crash Bandicoot 
like they began teasing this for a while where he would come out in a crash t-shirt mm-hmm. at one of the past E3s or events and uh, then he would co- then he did that whole dramatic walkout where they had the crash bandicoot silhouette as he was walking <laughs> and, so, and the music playing and you know a lot of people knew where the music came from and it was a this huge moment and so when <laughs> it's, it was announced oh it's not an exclusive it's like oh it just feels weird. Like it's still like I was telling Joe this, and this is one of the reasons I didn't believe him at first that it was on other consoles. Like it just feels weird <laughs> that it would be on other consoles, and like, dude, this is so past history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't know, it's going to be interesting. Like I'm still going to get it, of course, on PS4. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, it, it's surprising. I'm curious to see what what happens going forward with it. But yeah, yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah, so that'll get me out on June thirtieth. Uh, which is forty bucks. Which, by the way, is uh, Tim Geddes's birthday, which is interesting. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Don't really keep track of other people's birthdays. All right. Well, he. All right, I li- obviously I listened to kind of funny, and he, <laughs> when they reported on it, they pointed it out it was Tim Geddes's birthday. So if. <laughs> According to him, it's like an inside nod to him, like because of course. But anyway, <laughs> Man, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what people think of uh, of that when that comes out. Because like I've like those games are good. Um, I've replayed them a couple of times. It's like yeah, these are still good, but it's like it's not gonna be. Like I don't think it's as amazing as people think. Uh, one day go back to it. Yeah, it's that nostalgia. Nostalgia plays a real heavy part in how you remember games. I mean, and so like like my wife. You know, she still remembers fondly playing Crash Team Racing, which I know. See, that game is still good. Like, I replayed <laughs> that as well. It's like, man, this is actually a really solid fucking game. So They should, they should make a new one of those if this does well. <laughs> I hope that's what comes to this. Like, this this sells really well, and they're like, and the result is, you know what? We're going to finally do it. We're going to give you a full original sequel to Crash Team Racing. And I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> Just like that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but and you know what, Mario Kart needs some competition. Like we thought we had it at first with uh, Mod Nation, but the load times killed that game, as oh, far as oh, I'm that, concerned. Yeah, those two games. That game wasn't good. <laughs> um, uh, then yeah, the we had thing, the closest thing we had was Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing. I was about to say, and Sonic All Star Racing Transformed was actually even better. Yeah, those games are excellent. They just man, those games are real good. <laughs> they just. Insane. For whatever reason, didn't sell. Well. I, I think it's like Sonic has kind of that stigma about him now. Like, yeah. yeah. But it's a shame because those were once again, like like we said, really good games. But yeah, um, excellent games. All right. So anyway, what else happened since we've been gone, Joe? Uh, let's see. Another sales uh, milestone here, Malcolm, is is that after we we talked about uh, last time um, with uh, GTA Five hitting seventy five million worldwide as a major, huge, like, one of the best-selling games of all time, period, uh, one of the games it was creeping up on was Minecraft. And Minecraft, they just announced, uh, hit 122 million copies worldwide. Uh, wow. with With 55 million people concurrently playing it per month. Uh, so, yeah, quite the juggernaut over there. Uh, <laughs> GTA has its worth uh, kind of cut out for it, if it wants to catch up to that. Well, the problem is it keeps making new awesome games so <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> like if it just made grand theft auto 5 and just made updates for it for the rest of its life then maybe one day but no, which at which at the pace that they're working on on that game uh very well could be <laughs> the last gta game we ever see uh the way they keep pumping out updates for gta online 
Oh yeah, like you know, that's a whole g- game on, in and of itself, right there. Yeah, uh, that, that game came out what 2013. Yeah, and you got to imagine they're th- going to do something similar with Red Dead as well. That game comes like, don't forget that game's coming out in fall. <laughs> yeah, I, although I wonder, like that's hmm, like I don't know if that's going to have the same online longevity though, because you know, playing online when GTA was like cars and rockets is is one thing, but like there are definitely are not cars and rockets in Red Dead. Um, so we'll I did- see. I did have fun playing the multiplayer in the original, though. So, which ble- yeah, it was it was fun, kind of getting around. Like, hey, let's all hang out online and play fucking liars dice. What? <laughs> what do you mean we did this for four hours? Oh yeah, it, imagine if it's anything like Westworld. If you ever saw that series, I did not. Oh, you, you need to find a way. It's a good. It's a good show. But anyway, I'm sure it's great. But I'll never watch. Oh. I just. I'm. I'm taking. I've, let's go on. And this aside, real quick, Malcolm. I, I I made a hard like I I put my foot down. I'm just I I'm just not gonna get into new TV shows anymore, or at least not for the foreseeable future. Like I'm no, I just don't have the time. You want to see Iron Fist when it comes out? Like I'll watch that. Okay. But like, but like I'm not. But I'm not gonna be like, oh, watch Westworld, Joe. It's like, oh, I don't have the time. Joe, watch Legion. No, I don't have the time. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm sorry, I can't do it anymore. You know, personally, I think you're good skipping Legion. My God, <laughs> but it like, is, it is nothing like. In my opinion, it doesn't seem like really. It's more of a focus on psychosis than it is uh, a comic book show. So I think you're good. No, but like, in the, but generally, what I mean is like, I, like I, like I just don't have the time to get into new shows. Like I'll watch the shit that I already know that I like, and I'll like watch new season of Game of Thrones and and like The Americans and whatnot. But it's like, no, I don't have the time to get into new shit. Just, okay. Sorry. And just so you know, Westworld is just ten episodes. So. Everything is just 10 episodes, but that's 10 hours, Malcolm. That's 10 hours I could spend playing a game that I still have to catch up on. Some things are like 24 episodes, just so you know. That's that's the usual with... Uh... Oh, oh, I know, but I mean, like an HBO show, it's like it's 10 episodes, yeah, but it's like 10 full hours because it's on HBO. There are no commercials. <laughs> or, uh, what about that uh, third season of Young Justice that Netflix announced that they're going to do? Are you going to watch that one? Nope. Really? Young Justice is great, though. I bet. <laughs> I it's bet on... it's going to be real good. All right, you got you got to go on Netflix and watch that. Come on. It's like half-hour episodes. That's like, you, you can watch it while you drink your morning coffee, and you're good to go. Mm. It's done <laughs> It's done really well, God damn you. I uh, bet. You're the worst. Anyway. <laughs> All right, what were we talking about? Uh, What were we talking about? Minecraft. It's very popular. Minecraft. Uh, <laughs> that game, you know, has been around. How long has it been around for? Was it 2005 it came out in? No, it was way later than that. Yeah. Um, but what test you only makes it more impressive. <laughs> I mean, um, it's, it's, it's incredible. I mean, it, it's one of those games that took the world by storm, literally. And uh, yeah, I, GTA 5 is great. I don't know if it's ever going to reach reach that mark. Because, right? you know, Microsoft actually technically owns it, but it's like on almost every console. I, have they given word if it's going to come to Switch? They have not. But, I mean, I think they're very wait and see um, with that kind of thing. Um, a, because it took so long for it to get to the Wii U. Um, and B, the fact that, you know, now it is now completely owned by, <laughs> by Microsoft. Uh, so they'll have to definitely see that there's a lot of money to be made by bringing it over there. Um, yeah, I got to give my Microsoft credit. I, I thought there was a chance that they might do something stupid and 
just say like, oh, it's exclusive to to Microsoft, but yeah, or Xbox. But no, they're like, no, that's leaving a lot of money on the table. So yeah, that that's yeah, that's a ridiculous amount of money to leave just there. Um, yeah, like if they ever do like a Minecraft two, uh, like that would definitely be like an exclusive thing. But I think they're I think they're they're perfectly fine just like updating and you know this this version of Minecraft that they've got on eight hundred platforms. So I I really hope they don't make it a a 10 minute give it a 10 minute promo at e3 this year though mm. it's like you own micro you own minecraft people know about it don't worry about it just, just, it's, <laughs> it's like hey new skin like hey don't care but you know <laughs> let's see we've got a january 12th story confirming minecraft for nintendo switch so there you go <laughs> oh there you go all right that 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 seems perfect for uh, yeah that uh, seems like probably the best version of that game to get hmm all right. What else happened since we've been gone? Let's see. Uh, we've got new PlayStation Plus games coming uh, very soon. Uh, they're not available just yet right now because uh, it hasn't updated yet. But on March 7th, you'll be able to grab a new selection of six games here. Uh, headlining headlining it will be, of course... I Shawn think, Michaels! Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no head, uh, let's see. We've got a game called Disc Jam, which will be... Uh, releasing on on march 7th as well so it'll be launching as a playstation plus game uh for playstation 4 on ps4 you'll also be able to grab tearaway unfolded that uh, that's a that's a good get right there that is a great get i might say uh for ps3 you'll be able to grab under night in birth uh and earth defense force 2025 um that's the insect shooting one right that is the insect shooting. I, I don't know. I don't know which one exactly it is. There's there's a decent amount of them at this point, but I I would assume that it's the latest one that released for PS3. Uh, if he was still around, I'm sure Big Bill Paxton would say it was a bug hunt. <laughs> oh, R.I.P. Bill Paxton. Yeah. <laughs> uh, game over, man. Game over. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, and then finally on Vita, you've got a game called Luma, which is cross by on PS4. So you'll get two versions of that. And then uh, one of, and not one of the, the actual only Vita game to to reach last year's tournament, uh, Severed will also be a PlayStation Plus game. So, nice. Yeah, pretty pretty decent month I think here for PlayStation Plus. That uh, is that is a great haul I think. Yeah, Disc Jam, um, it like uh, I believe that's kind of like a Windjammers thing where you're throwing frisbees around. Uh, competitively. <laughs> that's the best description I've got for that. Oh, yeah, uh, that's that 8-bit-looking one, right? Yeah, like, they announced that during the PlayStation experience, uh, and this seems to be kind of like a, you know, like a full 3D version of that. Um, and impressions of that seem pretty positive, so I'm, I'll definitely check that out. Um, yeah, like, Jeff Gerstmann of, of Giant Bomb said that he kind of hopes it kind of catches on kind of the way, like, Rocket League caught on uh, as the kind of game that kind of came out of nowhere and ended up being a pretty big hit. I think Rocket League also debuted as a PlayStation Plus game, too. Oh, yeah, it did. And, yeah, that's kind of what he was getting at, is that it kind of came out of nowhere to be, kind of, to be like, this really fun thing that people ended up enjoying a lot. Well, I'm definitely going to be getting it if it's a Plus game, so, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, something I definitely look forward to. And Tearaway, that, that, that was one of the finalists for, I believe, the 2015 Game of the Year tournament. Uh, yeah, back when it was uh, Vita, yeah, it was that. It, was, it, it uh, made it to the finals, ultimately lost to The Last of Us. Yeah, so man, huh? Oof, what a, that yeah, was that, a tough one, right? That year, man. That, yeah, Tearaway. I, I, I was, man. I was really, I was really moved by Tearaway. I really liked that game. Mm. Uh, and then Severed, of course, like I said, was the was in le- at the last tournament, uh, the only Vita game on the tournament last year, uh, and a really good game, really fun game. So hopefully, people check that out. Mm, most definitely. Yeah, All right. I was gonna say about the other two games. So. 
Yeah, not really much either, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else happened? Uh, I've got one final bit of news here, Malcolm, so if you've got any other things, uh, uh, hopefully you've got somewhere. <laughs> um, but for me, the last bit of news is that there is a new, and this is big news for me because this is a series that I'm a huge fan of, uh, Fire Pro Wrestling is coming back to PlayStation 4 uh, from Spike Chunstoff. Uh, that game's, that series has been running for a very long time, since like the Super Nintendo era. Um but it is, a, it is a very niche niche series. Never really hit here in the States in a big way. But yeah, like uh, I believe Suda51 uh, cut his teeth in game development working on Fire Pro Wrestling. So yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, man. Fire Pro Wrestling come to, come to PS4. Uh, they announced it during some, they announced it during like some weird like conference that they had that I think people kind of thought was going to be about Dengon Rampa because uh, Spike Schoonstoff uh, works on that as well. But God bless uh, God bless us, everyone. They, they announced new Fire Pro Wrestling <laughs> instead. Uh, yeah, the game will be called Fire Pro Wrestling World. Uh, they're going to be releasing it as an early access game on Steam uh, first as well. Uh, yeah, so so if you if you know what Fire Pro Wrestling is, uh, it's, it's going to be a game that it's not an officially licensed game of any sort. Uh, it's not affiliated with any wrestling federation or, or league or, or anything like that anywhere. Uh, but they they always they offer tons and tons and tons of customization options that make let you make basically any wrestler uh, that you can think of, past or present. Uh, they have very deep customization options, very deep, like in terms of like visual options and and like move sets or whatever. So you can basically make any wrestler you can fucking think of, uh, and put them in in the game, uh, which is a huge part of which is a huge part, uh, selling point um, for me uh, as far as the series goes and. Like some of my favorite, you know, wrestling game mechanics as well. So I'm looking forward to this in a big, big way. Yeah, like uh, when I uh, think back on Fire Pro Wrestling, I believe that was actually the very first wrestling game to introduce create a character. And maybe. What's that? I said maybe. I don't actually. I haven't actually thought about that. Like uh, I, like when I think back on that game, this is back during I, I, I almost want to say Super Nintendo age, but yeah. Age, but yeah, like see, seeing matchups, like at the time, it was crazy to think of it. Like they had like Hulk Hogan versus Steve Austin, for instance. <laughs> yeah. Or they had a Bret Hart versus Sting, and there were all characters. I, I forget if it was they were created or if this was one of those games where they would make like a mock version of the character, like <laughs> Stung versus Bret Hart or something. Like that. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, yeah, like on the Super Nintendo in that era. You know, when things were easier to get away with, <laughs> you know, um, like you would definitely see characters like Bulk Brogan, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, like I like I played a ton of Fire Pro Wrestling, Super Fire Pro Wrestling X uh, on an emulator uh, in my computer lab in high school. With me and my friends, we would always go to the computer lab after school uh, and, <laughs> and, and, you know, download fucking Fire Pro, download Fire Pro Wrestling and, and, and the emulator onto the computer and just fucking play for like half an hour or an hour even. Uh, like, oh yeah, let's let's do some matches like fucking Tiger Mask versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Why the fuck not? We can do that because my friend took like 800 hours to like create all these characters and bring like his file to school, uh, and then we'd fucking play that for like ever, and it was always the best. And it was I, crazy because like uh, like all the moves were there too. Like he had finishers, and which there was a time, folks, where you could not do a finisher, and th- there was no finishers in a wrestling game, which is crazy yeah. to think now. <laughs> but yeah, like the Fire Pro Wrestling was the only place you could do stuff like that, and then, of course, Warzone came out, and that's when we were introduced to create a wrestler on a mass scale. 
and as well as finishers and kind of sucky entrances, but we had entrances. <laughs> so I'm very curious to see where they take this game because it, it for like the hardcore wrestling fans, this is a staple. So I'm very curious uh, to see where it goes. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I'm excited too. All right, folks, I don't have anything. So that does it for the news this week. Up next, we're, we got some games to talk about. I played Horizon Zero Dawn and believe it or not, because we're going to talk a little bit about the Switch and our first impressions of Zelda. So let's head to it. Let's have a chat. And we're back. Joe, I know you're off in El Salvador. So I don't know if you knew about this, but apparently while you were gone, some major games came out. Like eight of them did. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Can, can 2017, like, let up a little bit? Like, oh. <laughs> uh, two major games came out just this week. Or Yeah. <laughs> fucking A. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, which I've played roughly 24, a uh, little over 24 hours of. I'm approaching 25 as of the time of this recording. Will probably be well over 25 once... Uh, at the before the I finish up with it, and ha- have you heard any reviews of the game so far? Uh, I've heard that it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, yep the the rumors are true. This is <laughs> this. All right, just a leap headlong into it. This is probably the most amazing start to a new franchise I've ever seen in my life, and the fact that this came from the Kill Zone guys. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the most stunning part of all, I think. Uh, like out of everything that I've heard, like as much as I, as much as I personally like Killzone, I like that. It's I not like bad, I would, yeah, yeah. But that makes me an outlier. Like ninety percent of, the, like I would say ninety nine percent of the gaming community couldn't give less of a fuck about Killzone as a franchise. <laughs> They're like people are happy to look at it because like, hey, this game looks good. Like Gorilla obviously knows how to make the most out of like the technology available to them, but like those games just absolutely did not stick. Uh, in the public consciousness. It's like, all right, Killzone looks cool. This is fine. Who cares, ultimately? (laughs) I've only ever bought one Killzone game, and that was Shadowfall when the PS4 came out because, (laughs) you know, they didn't have too much of a selection at that time. The only one I haven't was the original one on PS2. Like, I bought the PSP game, which I loved. Uh, The original PSP game, not the Vita game, uh, which I liked less. But, yeah, like, I loved the PSP game. I I, I liked Killzone. Played the shit out of Killzone 2 online of of all fucking things. Mm. <laughs> like they, like they would give you like weekly rankings or whatever. Like I unlocked a gold trophy for like ranking in the top five percent for that week or whatever. Yeah, uh, and uh, with Shadowfall, what I remember most about it, it was like the most shining example of how powerful the PS4 could be in terms yeah, of graphics. It's a beautiful game, but ultimately, it's like I got through that game and ended up getting mad at it because that. Well, hey, that for, that, last, that last half hour was bullshit. <laughs> what a depressing uh, ending, by the way. Sorry, man. spoilers on Shadowfall, but Jesus Christ. Well, no, I mean, just gameplay-wise, it's like, it's just a fucking wave after wave of, like, never-ending enemies. It's like, this is bullshit. This isn't even fun anymore. Stop it. Um, yeah, and it's like, and by the end of it, it's like, who gives a shit? Fuck this. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then all of a sudden, here comes fucking Horizon Zero Dawn. 
and just fucking knocks everyone's socks off. Yeah, like a lot of people are. This is like when uh, Naughty Dog went from making Jack and Daxter to Uncharted, which, uh, to be more fair, it feels like this is what happened when uh, Naughty Dog made Uncharted 2. And then everyone was like, oh, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> Like we're probably not going to see another Killzone game for a while. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> but Jesus H Christ, like just just from it's they built such an amazing world and the lore that's that's around around it and like you got all these tribes, the machines, and all that, which I haven't uncovered like the secrets of what exactly happened. Though I'm starting to piece together through like these audio logs and tapes and that vantage points which will make sense when you play the game and you sort of like bit and piece together exactly what the world was like before all this went down and hopefully in time in the game you'll find out what exactly happened at the time the world went down and this is just a world that i cannot wait to see just grow and grow and grow with future games but what they give you at the start is just fantastic like the world very much seems alive like uh, i'll be like running on to the next uh, quest and all of a sudden I'll see like a brave cha being chased down by watchers and I can go help 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 them out which is what I typically do because my version of Aloy which I'll get more into in a second is uh, that that cool of a superhero or you could just keep going about your business whatever <laughs> you know, or I'll be like walking along and I'll look uh, across the horizon small pun and uh, ooh <laughs> And I'll see like these herd of machines actually fighting each other. And it's, which is actually surprisingly cool because, well, you know, these machines are one of the most sophisticated enemies that I've ever come across in a video game, which more on them in a second. So watching them use their powers against each other is great. And granted, I turn into a bit of a scavenger because after they're done killing each other and the other ones move on, their bodies still leave like uh, items and stuff for you to grab. So I'll run over to the bodies and collect what I need. And, uh, you know, the world just seems so alive. And it's one of the best worlds ever created in recent memory. And I, I feel like somewhat bad on them, just like a small side, because, you know, as we know, a few days later, another open world game came out, which will <laughs> touch on in a second. And it's like, freaking it, can they have a week just to, like, relish in how awesome this game was? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, before we dive into, into either of these games a little bit too much, uh, yeah, like, I, I, I don't even know when I'm going to be able to play Horizon, uh, honestly, because Zelda seems like a pretty huge fucking game, uh, you know, just in terms of scope. It seems like, like, hey, I've, like, I've only played it a couple hours, but, like, I'm enjoying it a lot. And, like, and hearing that you can easily lose, like, 70 hours in it, it's like, well... This will probably tide me over till Mass Effect comes out, like on the twenty first. <laughs> by the time that comes, like, and I'll, obviously I'll jump straight into that. But by the time I get to Horizon, it's gonna be at least like a month, maybe even like six weeks or two months, even. You know, two thousand eighteen. I don't want to see any open world games. How about that? <laughs> Give me a fucking year off at this point. <laughs> yeah, on top of the fact that, like, I still want to play Yakuza Zero, uh, but that's another huge game, just in terms of like a time oh. sinker. Oh my god, yeah, I played a little bit of it, and by the way, first impressions, love, really quick, uh, I love the game already, it, it's fantastic, it's a perfect jumping in point, and the world, like, it's not, like, a lot of people are calling it Japanese GTA, it's not anywhere near as huge as GTA is, obviously, but it's still an impressive open world, and storyline-wise, like, the two main leads, 
it's uh, it's it reminds me of playing uh, Metal Gear, where it wasn't a typical game I would play, but the story was so intoxicating that I wanted to get to the next point just to see what happened. Yeah, and you know, it's but if you were you're on the fence on it at this time, I definitely recommend it. But anyway, going back to it, yeah, there's too many fucking open world games, Joe. <laughs> like I know that. Yeah, and then Ghost Recon comes out on on, uh, on Tuesday as well, coming up, which sucks because. Because that's going to be, unfortunately, a pass for me now. <laughs> the, I, there's too much shit to play. <laughs> well, that's probably going to be pass for me anyway. But yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's like, man, there's, just, there's so much open world shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, man, by the way, those commercials for, for fucking for Ghost Recon, I've been seeing them a lot on Hulu lately. And those are, like, the most annoying fucking commercials in the world. <laughs> like, aside from, like, the Verizon commercials that are playing right now on Hulu. It's like, man, it's like... It's like it's 2017. You don't have to sell me on an open world game as as you can do whatever you want. It's like yeah, no shit. It's an open world game. We've been, <laughs> but they've been around for like 16 years now. Yeah, by the way, if I hear if I hear one more time from a video game, if you see it, you can go there. I'm gonna throw up. I'm, I'm getting <laughs> fucking... right. <laughs> Jesus H Christ. <laughs> but yeah, it's an amazing going back to. Actually, no. You, you know what I hate, Joe? <laughs> you, you ever be watching, like, YouTube, and you get, like, a 30-second commercial to start off with? Like, uh, there would be times where I would uh, go to YouTube to watch some stuff on Horizon Zero Dawn, and there's a Horizon Zero fucking Dawn commercial to start it off with. Like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can probably do a better job of targeting those ads. Yeah, cause... It's like, I know the game exists. I'm watching that right now. Like, maybe show me a different game if you want to sell me something. Yeah, because what happens, like, this happens to me on YouTube all the time. They'll, like, pick, like, one commercial, and that's the one commercial you see throughout the day or even week. And by, the, like, the, I would want to say the fifth or seventh time I've seen this thing, I don't want to go anywhere near it. I'm <laughs> I'm officially sick of it and never going to buy it in my lifetime. <laughs> Man, that's how, yeah, that's how I feel about that fucking Verizon commercial right now. It's like, oh, my God, I don't know if you've seen it. It's where that fucking nerd is, like, dropping mics or whatever. Uh, was this the yeah. is this the one where the guy's like, sure you could kill something with this, and he's got like this RPG or subatomic machine gun, but where's the sport in that? And then he pulls out the arrow, and then it cuts to it. Is that the one or no? Oh no, I was talking about the Horizon commercial. Oh the the Horizon Horizon V. The... Oh oh okay okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were talking about Horizon. Oh. Uh, the... Okay, those commercials. Oh, the mic. I know which, exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah. The mic drop. And I, I like that guy, but fuck. <laughs> Where he drops the mic like four times. Okay, fuck you. Come on. <laughs> I know. It's like, Jesus Christ, relax. Also, the Sprint commercials where they have the Verizon guy. Oh, God. Oh, God. I hate those the very most. <laughs> it just comes off as so freaking petty. Yeah. I know. Well, that and the fact that it's like, no one gives a shit about what your actual opinion of phones is, dude. Like, everyone knows you're an actor. They, <laughs> it's like, everyone knows that you just go wherever they pay you. Like, your opinion isn't actually anything. Yeah, you're probably still using Verizon. You <laughs> yeah. Freaking A. Anyway, people are probably losing their mind. Just talk about Verizon more. Okay. Uh, some other notes here. I'm starting off the strengths here. Uh, Aloy. He uh, is, a, I find, to be a strong yet sympathetic character. Like, I, l I do appreciate, you know, how she strong-willed she is. Like, the beginning of the game, like, the first 30 minutes to an hour of her, it's like, I I'm not going to say it's on par with the first 15 minutes of Up, but 
I just felt like so freaking pissed off at all the shit she had to go through for no fucking reason whatsoever. And eventually she makes the decision, okay, what, and it's like a really cool moment. You're like, okay, what, and I'm going to paraphrase here to not give spoilers, but she essentially goes to her dad and uh, asks him, okay, what do I have to do to change things? And he basically says, well, you need to become stronger than everyone else. And she's like six at this time that she's having this conversation. And she's like, all right, let's freaking do it. And cue in Eye of the Tiger, and we get a montage, which is great in 2017, let me tell you. <laughs> As we see her get stronger and whatnot, and eventually leads her to become, become what she is. And like, oh, this is an awesome character. <laughs> I really like her. And uh, she reminds me a lot of me in that she's in, the villagers around her are like held in tradition. They don't want to get engaged with uh, the machines really at all. They want to stick to the old ways, which so makes me think of myself with my family. <laughs> <laughs> I embrace the technology and they run in fear. And <laughs> uh, so, and uh, after she goes through uh, everything, she goes through in the beginning uh, of the game, Ema, where she, Finally, the world opens up and she has to go out there and face it. Like, I'm on, totally on board with her and I want her to accomplish uh, the, accomplish her mission. Which, the way they've laid it out that I do appreciate, you can take it as a lot of things. Like, for me, it's a tale of revenge. For other people, it could be saving the village or whatnot or restoring balance. or there, There's a lot of ways to take it. But either way, the motivation is there for me to complete the story. And Aloy, I keep wanting to say alloy, which is why I'll stutter a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> they pronounce it Aloy? Is that how it's pronounced? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they're mis they don't use the second L, which is why. So I guess. I mean, the letter A is still there, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Exactly. But anyway. <laughs> the number of L's doesn't really change how you pronounce the first part of that. Uh, I, I almost wish this was a spoiler cast, but there are so many humorous instances of watching like these, uh, essentially they're Indians, uh, see like all this high-tech technology and their weird interpretations of what it is and what to do, <laughs> why it is. <laughs> like some people think it's actually like something from the gods or something like that. <laughs> but, and... That's another thing. The other characters are actually like real, are really, really good too. Not just Aloy. Like certain char like the main villain. At least I think he's the main villain. Is like, oh, I want to put an arrow in his head so so bad <laughs> right now. Like I'm thinking, I'm still thinking about going back to that game as we speak to like take him out. Not that I'm anywhere near the end of the game, but still. Um. So yeah, Aloy is awesome. Voiced by the lady who did Tiny Tina of all things, but Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, Ashley Birch. Which you interviewed at one point. Over, over yes, long ago over a, for our Stealthy Box podcast. <laughs> this side up. Uh, Make sure to like and subscribe. <laughs> gosh. Uh, but yeah, the characters are really good. Now, what steals the show, of course, are the enemies. Or robot dinosaurs. It's like... I that sounds pretty good. It, it's... And it, and it is great. Like, these are the most ingenious enemies designed I've ever s seen in a video game in recent memory. They, like, there's so much strategy that goes into it. Like, you'll take on, uh, like, say, a sawtooth. And uh, 
like the like I've already studied it by now, and it's like okay, he's got a cannon up up above his uh, torso there that I can target. I need to take that out, and that'll take away his long range capabilities. And I could either set up a tripwire so that it sets off an explosion, so it'll destroy the blaze canisters that are underneath it for fuel, which will cause a, an explosion for major damage. Or if I'm feeling really bold, maybe I'll just do a running slide underneath it and shoot a blaze arrow into the canister and then set off the explosion for like a really cool looking photo op on there. Uh, <laughs> or, or, hey, maybe I'll use a, use a sling, like a sl my slingshot here and freeze it so my arrows will cause more damage and enable me to take off the armor so I can start doing better damage to all its components. Like, and that's just one enemy. Like each enemy has its own strategy and uh, way ways to go about it. And if you don't like certain weapons that the enemy has, there are ways to get rid of them so you don't need to worry about it. And you can slowly take apart these guys. And it's really, really freaking cool. Like each enemy has like its own distinct characteristics, what it will do in the open world, and all. That. Like the there's these uh, machines called grazers. Which are basically, uh, I believe, they're supposed to be like antelope or something like that. Like you can, mm -hmm. you can definitely tell looking at the enemies what animal inspired them. Especially, <laughs> like the sawtooths are basically tigers for Christ's sake. But anyway, so like the grazers would just like it's like they're drilling holes into the ground. Probably they're like terraforming. And that's another thing you can like basically come up with your own lore on the spot on why these machines are doing what they're doing. But they'll essentially stick their heads into the ground and like drill. And uh, while they're doing it, their butts up, and which has like <laughs> four canisters of like essentially what is their gasoline, their fuel, which is like cold blaze canisters. Now, what I would do before is like when their heads were in the ground, I would just like walk up behind them and do a silent strike, which is basically a critical hit to take them out and conserve on arrows. Or if they're really grouped together, I found out just yesterday, I can shoot an elemental weapon. Namely, fire at one of their can at a couple of their canisters, and if I shoot up like one can one arrow into a canister and like each one really quick using the bullet time thing, it'll off it'll actually set off like four explosions that will take out not only them but everyone around them too. And you get like, and it's really cool because you get like a bonus XP depending on how you kill them. Like, if you use, like, one of their components, you'll get, like, extra stuff. If you do fire damage, you get extra points. And, like, if you do it like that, the screen will, like, list off, like, a Christmas tree, like, all the XP you got. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, a canister kill, fire kill, well, machine kill, da, da da And it just keeps repeating for, like, all five of them. So, and that's another thing. Like, each one has their own characteristics. And a lot of the times, they'll travel in herds. So it's not like you're just going to run up to it and just go, you just go to town. A lot of time, names, uh, you get you got to think, all right, does it make sense for me to engage them right now? Is the <laughs> risk reward good? And it, you know, it like the thought processes on the enemies really made these enemies like come alive for me and uh, they're numerous and every time you uh, see a new one, it's like an oh shit moment. Like uh, I came across the ones uh I, I wish I could remember their remember the name but i i just saw them first like yesterday but they're basically mechs that look like gators and <laughs> of course they're they hang out on islands and there was this time where i was trying to swim away with from one and it saw me and it got to the water and it moves 
dramatically faster than I do in the water. And it was like, oh, fuck, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, like, all the enemies are really, really cool and well done. And it's really cool that this is just the beginning. Like, they're going to think of more and more stuff to do. And it's this world, like I said, this world's going to grow. Like, it's an ambitious start already, but just realizing, like, Horizon 2 is going to be fucking crazy. <laughs> I can't, and I cannot wait. Like, these enemies steal the show. This is, uh, I would say this is definitely a strong point where it feels like the stre- the combat in the game is just top-notch. That It's like what makes the game for me, these instances where I have to figure out strategies on the fly on how to take these guys out because it's not just the enemies. It's also like, okay, what are my surroundings like? Could I, I can get like, if I can get to this one spot, then all they have is the long range stuff, which I could probably uh, take out from here. And then I'm just taking pot shots at them until they're dead or, or <laughs> okay, fuck, we're close. How am I going to, what am I going to do? I'll use set tripwire around. So it'll charge at me and uh, get stunned and I can do critical hits. Like there are all these different ways of doing things. And, Plus, the weapons are really, really great in the strategy. Like, you know, there's typical bow and arrows. There's uh, also, like, sharpshooter arrows, which are specifically designed to take out components with one shot. They cost their ammo costs more, but uh, they do a great job of, like, taking things out in, like, one hit, which is magnificent. Uh, there are trip wires, as I said, you basically shoot like two arrows in the ground and if they cross the rope, it'll do elemental damage. There's slingshots, which is basically just lobbing bombs at them from afar. Uh, the the most famous one is, uh, the rope caster. That's the one where you shoot a rope at it and then you tie it into the ground. So they're sort of stuck where they are. Uh, and, uh, there's also one called the rattler, which is essentially as ridiculous as it sounds like a, uh, arrow gatling gun which is specifically more for taking out human beings than it. So, and these can be used in combination in a whole bunch of different ways is as is the armor which some armors give you uh, bonuses to being stealthy some allow you to take more damage some give you protection from the elements better etc uh i already said let's see world feels alive uh going back to the world really quick it, if like when i see like the monsters fighting each other but it actually reminds me of Red Dead, where you would walk into town and everybody's doing something. Or you'll walk by a saloon and some bandit takes out a prostitute and starts stabbing her for God knows why. And <laughs> it, it really, really feels good. i am sort of been going on straight. Did you have any questions or anything so far, Joe? Or uh, Not so far. <laughs> uh, another thing that I really like is the side stories or the side quests in this game. They actually do feel like part of the main story. Like, there's a major incident in the beginning which launches you in the quest, and the first couple of side quests all have to do with that. And it feels like I'm actually progressing that story by doing it, not just, like, doing stuff on the side for XP. And that part I I actually really, really did appreciate. And, And, you know, so... Side quest, it doesn't, it's not something like, like, oh, I lost my balloon. Can you help me, Aloy? <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, sure thing, Skip. <laughs> want to watch me hit a few dingers? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys want to know the horrible, horrible truth? Or do you want to watch me hit some dingers? Dingers! <laughs> <laughs> oh, professionalism. But anyway, yeah, like, you're... <laughs> Everything is a part of the main story, which really helps everything, you know, feel like it's all 
like I'm completing the main story, not just doing a side quest per se. So, which I really, really love. And also there's lots and lots and lots of stuff to do, which is key in open world games and whatnot. Uh, for instance, uh, I spent two days ago was mainly spent just uh, increasing my like you've got bags and quivers for holding arrows, your your various ammos, resources that you collect along the way and uh, and other stuff. And I just spent time like hunting normal animals, which they are in the world so that I could craft uh, bigger bags so I can carry more stuff. Like that's, that's what I did that day. (laughs) And another day, like I wanted uh, a piece of armor. So something I do appreciate, like if you go to a a merchant and there's an item you want, but you don't have like all the stuff, there's an option to create a job and it'll basically turn it into a quest where, where like all the stuff you need to get it from the guy is right there. And you could just have it, like, as an active quest. Sometimes, like, if it's from a machine, it'll tell you where the nearest machine of that type that drops what you need is. And you can go down there and hunt them, which is what I did for uh, this armor that I wanted to get. It was held by what I think is called the Shellback. Uh, That's the hermit crab-looking ones that, that you've seen in a few trailers. And I would go down there, fight with it. It didn't. Some it wouldn't. It didn't drop it on the first try. So I had to like leave and come back a few times until eventually I did get it. And it's like, okay, go back to the merchant, and then I purchased it. So I basically, and you can also do that with stuff you want to craft too. Like if you're missing like a boar skin, for instance, you can make it a job. So you can make it an active quest to hunt them, hunt it down. Unfortunately, there's so many boars all over the world, or I should say regular animals. It's not going to tell you, okay, there's one here, because there's usually one within running distance from where you are. But when you get it, it'll once again say, okay, now go craft it. So it's it's really, really cool. And it's like a great feature that I hope other games start using going forward instead of you just having to remember, okay, I need this. And when I get it, okay, cool. Because sometimes too, I'll get it like ages ago and I'm not even realizing. But I, I do like that. And uh, it's a very, very pot. So the strengths are very positive. And uh, good news is I only have like a very few stuff that I didn't like about the game. Uh, like uh, num- number one, uh, very few glitches. Like I've been playing it for 24 hours and there was only like two instances. I noticed any kind of glitches. Nothing I would say that was necessarily on par with something you'd see in Assassin's Creed. <laughs> but uh one was uh, I saw a guy in a village where he had no body, arm. He was basically feet, hands, and a head just floating there. <laughs> okay. Wasn't just eyeballs and a teeth, but still kind of distracting. <laughs> and there was another instance. You were hanging out with Rayman. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then there was another instance where some plants I was harvesting were actually a foot off the ground. It still let me pick it. So like, okay. And then like the leaves were like suspended in midair so uh so yeah and this was out of 20 hours which is not bad for the for since then the game works fairly what works incredibly well um two this is a disappointment for me anyway uh when remember a while back we have the conversation where i was looking at the video for of gameplay and i saw people going to merchants and i saw like weapons and armor in blue weapons armor in green and purple which are signs of tiered weapons. So I was thinking, oh my gosh, there's going to be like all these like weapons and what have you for you to pick from. Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Like really there's like, 
like if we're just using our normal hunter's bow, they're called, for instance. There's a green version of it, there's a single blue version of it, and then there's a single purple version. That's it. So once you get that purple version, you're pretty much good in terms of that one. Which, you know, was a bummer for me. Like, I wasn't expecting it to be Borderlands, but I was expecting, like, you would go to a uh, merchant and maybe, like, the stats were just a little bit different. So, you know, there was, like, or, like, a few different versions of uh, certain weapons. But really, it's you're best off just simply uh, holding out until you get, have enough to get that purple one if it's available. Because, you know, as you progress through the game and get to certain towns, then you have more options. And so that was a little bit of a bummer. Uh, another thing I didn't like, like I pre-ordered this game cause I was really, really into it. And mm-hmm. of course there are pre-order bonuses and they gave us uh, armor, like a really good armor and a really good bow. And when I say it was really good, I, I had to basically force myself to change, to change it because it was that good. Like I was getting into the higher tier weapons and I was like, this is still the best bow <laughs> <laughs> that I have. And this is still the best armor. Like the armor, I was like taking like very little damage. And then I changed it. And then suddenly I was getting damage. I was like, okay, well, fuck that. And it's like, so it was eventually, I was like, okay, just switch, Malcolm. Come on. Because <laughs> it's kind of a bummer when I was, I went through like 10 levels before I forced myself to change. And then for those of you who don't know, the max level, I believe, is 50. So that's like a fifth of my character's development that I went through with just a single set of armor and a single bow and what have you. So something that, so so maybe next time with horizon two, they get a little bit more, what's the word, you know, conservative with the pre-order bonus. (laughs) Like I, a part of me thinks I still could be using that armor and still be doing fairly well. It's like, okay, like borderlands, they'll give you like a level three weapon to start off as a pre-order bonus, which almost immediately gets better you can find a better weapon once you make it to level five so just a little bit of food for thought there uh aside from that that's really it like as far as stuff i didn't like about it like anything else i feel like would be nitpick oh all right one one more thing i just remembered it so when you get a new weapon you'll also get a tutorial weapon or a tutorial mission excuse me where i'll be like hey congratulations on getting this uh, this uh new bow Oh, for like 3,000 XP, why don't you use this particular ammunition against these enemies enough times, and then there you go. And I thought it would be like with other games, like the, even though it's not your active mission, they're semi-active usually in the games, and they'll keep track of it. Like uh, when I got the tripwire, it was this one where tripwire three enemies, and uh, I was focusing on the regular game, so I, I was tripwiring enemies left and right, and I noticed, like, after a while that the mission was still there, and that's because it has to be active for those, uh, whatever I'm doing to count towards that mission, which is a little annoying. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'd be in a story mission, and I'd have to consciously think, like, oh, th- this guy's weak to tripwire, and let me switch back to that tutorial mission so I can get a bit of an XP jump there. And I would do it, then I would switch back to the story mission, otherwise I wouldn't know what to do. It's like, something like that I feel like should be, the game should just know what I'm doing. Or, yeah. And just keep track of it. But other than that, that's really all the problems I, I got with the <laughs> game. Uh, this is an extremely, extremely solid game. Uh, one, one tiny thing, like, this isn't in a 
it isn't a flaw i i do find it interesting how this game affects people's thoughts with the playstation pro yeah that's actually what i was gonna start talking about is that this seems like the first game that really takes like really great advantage of like well new game rather uh Mm -hmm. like i'll i mean there are good games that you can play on the pro right now that were like patched after pro came out like you know obviously uncharted 4 and things like that but like this is the first game that came out like post pro uh that seems to take real advantage of of what the hardware can do um on top of the fact that also like even if you don't have a pro the game like the game looks fucking fantastic uh yeah like 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 that's uh that's what i was gonna, gonna refer to really quick not to cut you off but it's like amazingly split how this makes people think like there are people like what what you were saying it's like they'll see it on PlayStation Pro like Jesus Christ I need to get a PlayStation Pro now just <laughs> <laughs> yeah cuz uh, I mean yeah like what I one of the things I like doing is uh what I find is to be a great resource is uh, digital foundry just kind of like this little division of uh, Eurogamer what they they always do is they they go like they take like super deep dives on like like the really nitty gritty technical stuff uh, across a lot of different things like they'll always compare like versions of like different versions of like multi-platform games like oh which one's better which is like this and that like like they're really good at that stuff like and like since the pro came out i've i've basically been looking at every single game that to see if it's worth investing in like in a pro or something it's like all right maybe like and the answer up until now has usually been like nah <laughs> um but like but with with this game it seems like you're in pretty fucking good shape whether you've got a pro or not. Like, on regular hardware, like, the game still looks stunning. Exactly. It, runs, it still looks really fucking good. Uh, but if you have a pro, like, the game, like, even though it's not native 4K, it still runs really well in 4K. Like, it'll upscale in a way that still looks really fucking good in 4K. Um, like, and it doesn't, like, sac- like the problem with a lot of pro games uh, is that, it, like, if it reaches 4K, um, like, there's usually a dip in the frame rate, things like that. Um, but, yeah, Gorilla seems to have really nailed it down to where it's like, no, this game looks. I mean, on top of already looking like really great on a regular PS4, like once it once you get the pro upgrades, uh, like that game look just goes to a whole other fucking level. It just looks like outrageously good and and doesn't suffer at all uh, performance wise because of it. And it's like, man, that that like like that's part of the reason why I'm not going to be playing Horizon for a while is that. When I do want to buy, play this game, it's like, man, maybe this is the time to finally fucking kick in the scratch for, for PS4 Pro. Uh, Which is something I've been planning on for a while, but yeah, it's like, they'll either see this game and like, oh, this is the time to get the Pro. However, there's also a large group of people I've noticed been like, see this game on a regular PlayStation 4. It's like, this game looks fantastic. What do I need a PlayStation Pro Yeah, Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of the bitch of it, right? It's, <laughs> it's like, well, the game already looks pretty fucking good. Uh, really fucking good. Uh, like, just on regular hardware. Um, yeah, if you've already got a PS4, like, it's not really doing much to, to sway you from, <laughs> from spending an extra 400 bucks, you know? Um Plus the kicker is like uh, the PlayStation came out, uh, the PlayStation Four came out in what 2013 or 2012? Do you remember? Thirteen. Thirteen. So it's been four years. So you think we're well, getting three? And three and a half. Okay, three and a half. Fine. Yeah, came out in November. Of okay. <laughs> but we're approaching four yeah. years, which you think entering year four. Yeah. So in another year, we're gonna. It's gonna be five, which means we'll. You think we'll be about due for a fifth uh, PlayStation Five, or do you think they're going to hold off on that for a while? No, I think they'll just kind of like phase, like they might just phase out the the regular hardware and just kind of say, "Yeah, the Pro's the default," and kind of go from there. Maybe I don't know. 
Because I need to replace my white one. It's doing that ejecting constantly thing. And like even as you're playing? Like even when when it's like in rest mode, it'll start eject doing the ejecting. And no, but I'm saying like even if there's like if you're playing a disc in there. Uh, no, no. Okay, at least that's not doing that. Yeah, it's not supposed to do that at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're... but uh, this is a, definitely a solid game. Like, if I had sixty bucks to spare, I would buy a code for Joe for a play. <laughs> Hey, because this is absolute. It this is like I, I this is easily in the top three or two. Best PS4 exclusives right now, right at the get go, and which is incredible. And congratulations to Gorilla Games because they just made them. They're right. They're up there with Naughty Dog as far as I'm concerned. Granted, they they got a ways to go before they're the pedigree of a Naughty Dog, but they they became one of the top studios for a PlayStation overnight, as far as I'm concerned. Right. And, yeah, so this is definitely. If you're wondering if you should, you definitely should. Uh, this is a fantastic game. And it, from top to bottom, you should definitely go play it. I'm having a ton of fun. Like as we'll get into in a second, I was I I did get the Switch. I did get Zelda. I played <laughs> Zelda for a few hours, but then I went right back to Horizon just because I wanted to, t- to keep chipping away at that. But and don't take that the wrong way. We'll get into Zelda in just a sec. But Horizon Zero Dawn definitely definitely a great experience. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to finally get into that. Mm. Um, yeah, um, another another cool thing about about you know Horizon as well is that you know the engine that it runs on. Uh, I mean, it's encouraging. It, it's really great to see like how good the game looks and runs uh, because that engine is the engine that they're using that Kojima is using for for Death Stranding, which is really saying something to it. Like he actually went on a quest to find the perfect engine, and he deemed the best. <laughs> yeah, that was that was kind of funny. Is that he, like after after he left Konami. And he was kind of like wandering around, like like he was just tweeting, he's like, "I met Media Molecule, I met Gorilla Games, like I met Naughty Dog." It's like I guess he was just hunting for an engine to use in this game, um, and and he settled on this one, and which and for the looks of it, pretty good choice. Oh God, yeah, because <laughs> it's uh, called the Decima system for those of you who are wondering, or Decima Engine, excuse me, <laughs> the Dewey Decima Engine. <laughs> That no, that's the sequel. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's so. And uh, just going off of uh, the PS4, I can only imagine what it looks like on a pro. But going by that, yeah, yeah, it's a great system. <laughs> I think Kojima's <laughs> gonna have a lot of fun with it. Oh man. Anyway, so moving on now, moving on up. Uh, before we talk about the next, our impressions of uh, Zelda. You and I, Joe, both got switches. Yeah, and uh, yeah, <laughs> um. And what a fucking time I had getting a fucking switch. Yeah, uh, I, I thought that would be fun going into it because uh, with me, <laughs> I went to a midnight release. I went there at nine o'clock. The plan was because according to the GameStop manager that I knew, he said like, "Hey, just come down. You get the pre receipt, and uh, you can leave and come back at eleven thirty, and we'll get you in line, and then we'll start handing them out at like midnight." And I was like, "All right, cool." So that was the plan. However, then you know, Sandra. Who's <laughs> come up quite a bit in this episode? <laughs> uh, she was like, uh, "We're gonna. Me and my mom are actually gonna go eat. So you could Uber back home, and you know I'm super cheap, so that's a no go. Or <laughs> we'll, we'll come get you in like an hour." So I was like, "Well, uh, all right. So I'm not gonna Uber. So I guess I'll just sit here and wait for you in this <laughs> GameStop." And um, then, like an hour and thirty later, it was like eleven at this point. She's like, "All right, do you guys, you still want me to come down to you?" It's like, "Well." 
friggin' it's <laughs> it's it's already pretty late. I may as well just stay here. So I stayed at this GameStop for three hours to pick this shit up. And Terrific. this is uh, the same GameStop where I traded in my Wii U and 3DS uh, to pretty much pay it off. I did pay a little bit extra because I did splurge and get the Pro Controller, mm-hmm. which uh, so far is a sound investment. And, yeah, uh, I, I literally just ordered mine right now as as we started the show, um, <laughs> because those things are pretty hard. Those things are hard to find as, as the systems right now. Really? Um, oh. Yeah, like like at, at my store that I work at, uh, like we got a bunch of switches and we got like we, we got like over 40 switches and then like 12 controllers. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like my plan was like initially my plan for for. For getting all the Switch stuff was I had or I had pre-ordered the Switch on Amazon. I was gonna go into work that same day on Friday uh, to grab Zelda and a controller, um, and none of it worked out the way I planned it, <laughs> except for getting Zelda at work. Um, like it was actually a news story on IGN, which I showed Joe yet yesterday, where a lot of people, not just Joe, but a lot of people who pre-ordered the game, all of a sudden were told, "Yeah, it's gonna be another five days or so before." It yeah, like like. Like I had pre-ordered, like, like as soon as pre-orders went up on January thirteenth, um, like I I went to Amazon, put down my pre-order. I was like, cool. <laughs> like I even like I even bought a couple of gift cards and put some money into it, like to to kind of like like by the time I like I only like I put a hundred bucks into it, like and and like all right, cool. I only have to pay two hundred by the time this thing comes out. Um, and no, like I was like uh, what everyone does is you know as as these things go, it's like all right, everyone's tracking their fucking shipping or whatever. Uh, like on on Thursday, the day before, like it was still just like preparing shipment. I was like, okay, <laughs> we'll see. Like it'll arrive tomorrow by eight p.m. Cool, great. And then I go into work on Thursday, and by like five p.m., I check the status again. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then it says, oh yeah, shipping out March third, arriving Tuesday, March seventh. I was like, no, sir. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you! What the fuck? Don't um, tell me you're preparing the shipment and give me five fucking days. Yeah, what the hell? Like, um, this is not unlike what they pull, what they uh, ended up pulling with me with Gravity Rush, where I got it like a week later. Yeah, and on top of that, it's like I like they had charged my card. Like I'd got a notification saying, "Yep, two hundred bucks." I was like, "Cool, great, can't wait for tomorrow. This is gonna be great." <laughs> no sir. So, um, what ended up happening on that front? Was that um I I had planned on, on coming back to <laughs> to to my store uh, to get in line to grab Switch, uh, but I ended up uh, this is so it. funny by the way. <laughs> she, yeah, it was real great. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, what uh, you end up doing? <laughs> yeah. So what ends up happening is that <laughs> is that I hear like a few hours before, like right after I get off of work, um, like I hear it's like oh you know Amazon Prime now is going to be selling them at midnight as well. I was like what? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck all right so i get home and like it's like 11 o'clock so like an hour before they start selling i was like oh, i guess they are um so i ended up like refreshing amazon prime now um for like 15 minutes starting like at 11 45 and like at 11 55 oh here you go I'm, like nintendo switches even even in the neon color that i'd originally wanted because i had to order the gray one before um yeah i was able to put it down and <laughs> I, I fucking bought one on amazon prime now and it had it and was delivered uh, at 9 a.m. Like, God, yeah. <laughs> so I ended up giving Amazon my money anyway, uh, but it was a very annoying process right. to say the fucking least. And it was interesting because uh, even though I use Prime, I've been using Prime now like three times during this vacation. Like, I actually scheduled a vacation from work 
or like starting on the 28th when Horizon came out and just sat down and played that all day to like the 8th. So I'll have time with like both games here. So yeah, so I was like, I would have never thought to do Prime now, surprisingly. No, yeah. me neither. I, I only saw it because like I only knew because I, I follow both Cheap Ass Gamer uh, on Twitter and Wario64 and both of those accounts are like super tuned into to like this type of thing like either finding game deals or just kind of like sniffing out where to look for like hard to find shit um so if i mean if that that's like if anybody like for all the listeners on twitter.com uh those are great accounts to follow if you want to want to look into that kind of thing i'll definitely have to start doing that because you know i then checked to see like yeah they have playstation pros on there too it's like fucking i could <laughs> i could order it and have it delivered here in like less than two hours that <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty great um yeah so and, and on top of that like i like like i just ordered the pro like it's the 80 dollar gift card that i or the 100 dollar gift card that i put into the original switch uh purchase i ended up reverting back to me obviously once i canceled the other order uh so I use that money to to buy the the pro controller, uh, like right as we started uh, this, and like, free same day delivery. So maybe we'll <laughs> maybe maybe it'll get here by the time I get back from going around town later today. Uh, and uh, going back to my GameStop weight there, like any shame I felt about my body necessarily, and how much weight I have and stuff, really evaporated really quickly when that line started to grow. And I looked around, and there are people like twice to three times my size all over the place so i felt great it's like i, I don't have the garcia body that he's got now working at get at uh, at a best buy warehouse by any stretch of the imagination but you know i'm not in a bad place anymore i feel so i feel great about myself that's not nice, <laughs> that's not nice at all hey you know what? i'm gonna start doing some ddp yoga to keep this up so <laughs> i got a new standard now <laughs> Anyway, anyway, so that, that's a Hall of Fame workout right there. Indeed. <laughs> what what I also enjoy about us getting the switch is neither of us are immediately used it upon getting it. Like, <laughs> yeah, because I, the way I'd, I'd already planned it was like, yeah, like the way it was originally going to be, like if I'd gotten it from regular Amazon, like it probably wouldn't have gotten here till like the afternoon when I would have been like at work, mm-hmm. and would so I would have been able to grab Zelda from work, get here, grab my switch, and then. In- install everything and get right into it but the way it ended up working out is like i got it at 9 a.m which was like two hours before going into work and i was like okay i guess this is cool <laughs> but i can't fucking do anything with it except for like fuck around with the e-shop i was like okay nine games <laughs> not like any of them uh cool so like i came home it was a little past midnight when i came back i basically set everything up and plugged in the uh plugged set up the the switch to get start charging it up i plugged in my uh my wii pro controller to start charging that up and then i got to bed and you know i woke up early the next morning to start playing zelda of course but you know that's essentially all i did was just set it up and even my wife was like what the fuck are you doing here aren't you gonna play switch like fuck no man it's like 1 (laughs) a.m an old ass man now. <laughs> uh, but anyway without any further ado here zelda i played it for a couple of hours uh joe how long have you been playing zelda now for uh also a couple of hours i i got through all the little temples or whatever the little or what the shrines to, to get the paraglider oh well you're actually 
farther ahead of, ahead of me then because I haven't gotten that yet. I've just yeah. I've mainly been wandering around, which is something we'll talk about as well. Uh, so far, this game has been getting like tens. It's a little bit on the ridic- like ridiculous side as far as I'm concerned, but uh, as an expert played the game extensively. What's that? As an expert who has played the game extensively, yeah, as we both are, of course. Right? <laughs> you only well, need a few that. hours with Zelda to get. Oh, like yeah, it's Zelda, whatever. <laughs> so far, uh, I know that this game's a ten, and you can dress up as Damian Wayne if you want to. Yeah, <laughs> which is so far the best outfit to get, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. So, all right, let's let's head into it. Uh, first impressions so far. First impressions are very strong. That game so far is really, really fun. Like that game looks great, um, and I think it looks it probably looks great on either system because uh, obviously, like it's not just on the Switch; it's on the Wii as well. Um, but from what I can tell, it the game looks the same basically on both on both platforms. Uh, I think really the only difference that Nintendo said that there'd be, oddly enough, are like audio. <laughs> like there's better audio in the Switch version, I guess. That, that, but otherwise, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, super weird. <laughs> but otherwise, those games, those, those versions are identical. Like Zelda doesn't have a voice in the Wii U version. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like that game looks really good. I like, I really like the art direction. Um, and and like even though there's still like there's still like some. Like there's some slowdown in some instances, or um, and there's a little bit of like pop in, but besides that, like the game looks really good. I think it's like I really like the art. I really like, like just everything, just the way it looks. It's just a really, really great looking game. I like, think. Like so far, it looks like uh, Orcarina of Time and Wind Waker had a kid, and Breath of the in terms of graphics, like <laughs> it, it's cell shaded or cell cell shade ish like uh wind raker was but it's also like uh, you know sort of like a humanoid realistic link too it kind of looks like what skyward sword wished it looked like yeah yeah i i would agree with that too and it it works really well i think like the game is really beautiful it's a really interesting world what they set up too like it's really and you could just like take a few steps and there's something interesting is what i've noticed like I completed the first uh, quote-unquote dungeon, which is I think basically... shrines. Yeah, shrines. Like, uh, there's apparently over a hundred of them, where if you, like, do four of them, you can trade them in and either get an extra heart or more stamina. And from the sounds of it, a lot of people are saying you should go for the stamina quite a bit, because that allows you to traverse more areas, because you're going to be climbing a lot, which yeah. is new mechanic for Zelda. But... Yeah, that's, that's the weird thing, right? It's like you get out of that very first area, um, and then you just get up to a wall and most and, and basically if you have either zelda game it's like well this is impassable <laughs> what do i do to get out oh you just, and here you just jump at it and you just climb the fuck out it's like oh all right <laughs> no more of this waist high fences keeping you out of here yes now you can just <laughs> now you just climb that shit and out you get you can both climb and jump <laughs> um and which is it like the first time i went to the shrine and I saw the the doors, for the lack of a better term for them, lying across the hole there, and I'm like, "Oh, well, I guess I'm not supposed to do this any right now." But no, you know, I, I found a a spot to put my tablet, which is or Link's cell phone, the Sheikah Slate. <laughs> yeah, like clearly this was designed uh, first with the Wii U in mind before they they decided to put it on the yeah. Switch as well. Like, though, oh, this is interesting. Though a lot of people are saying, maybe this is another difference between the two, because a lot of people are saying that the Sheikah Slate actually looks like the portable version of the Switch when the two 
joy cons are on the side too which is uh, a bit, i know it's a stretch but yeah <laughs> um, it's clearly a wii u gamepad <laughs> that it's supposed to be like this this is a cell phone <laughs> but anyway uh but you know i stuck it in there it's like okay here's magnetism and this is the most minor of nitpicks that i'm going to give it right off the bat like a lot of these puzzles while good it feels like like uh who's the guy who created uh who did this uh, one? Matsuma, whoever made this game was like, I want to have <laughs> okay. these. I want to have these type of puzzles in it. And it was like, well, it really makes no sense. They're like, fuck, whatever. Here's a magnet for him to have. It's like you're just gonna give him a cartoon magnet. Yeah, I'm gonna give him a cartoon magnet. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is pretty funny. It's just a giant cartoon magnet, dude. The old horseshoe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, man, okay. Like it. <laughs> yeah, it is a little goofy, but it's that's. I think that's. It works, okay. I'm not gonna say it's. Uh, or I, I just. It's <laughs> like, a, the, like he's like, not even trying to hide it. It's like, <laughs> like this. Like both both Zelda and Nintendo, as as <laughs> as long running establishments have have established a precedent where it's like, okay, this kind of this type of goofy thing can and can exist within this world without getting without losing your mind too. It's like, and I've seen some of the puzzles that you have to do later just through like trailers and what have you and uh, YouTube reviews. Uh, and the whole time I was like, it's like, okay, it's like the guy saw the witness and just said, like, you know what, fuck it, I want to have some puzzles like that in here. <laughs> I don't care <laughs> what we need to do. Cartoon magnets, get those in there, whatever it takes. <laughs> like, just put a cartoon magnet in there for now, we'll figure out what to actually give them later. <laughs> uh, and then they never did. Uh, uh, and that's uh, with these uh, dungeons, for lack of a better term, or shrines, excuse me, uh, they... You could tell they were kept in mind with this is supposed to be, and this may be a detriment for some, this may be a positive for a lot of people. This was kept, those were done in mind with uh, the idea that this game is portable, so they're just going to give you quick things to do. Because the dungeons are maybe like a couple of rooms long, and then you're pretty much done. Well, I think maybe that, like, I mean, I've... Like I said, I haven't gotten very. We neither of us have gotten very far at all. No, no, no. Um, I I figure those are probably just kind of like, like, cause that first area that like, as you're collecting these these powers, like, it is kind of just like a tutorial area, just to kind of like, all right, here's this, you know, just kind of fuck around with the magnetism with like stasises or whatever times, like stopping time or or like creating ice pillars, things like that. Like all those things are like a couple of rooms long, like you said. But I figure that as you go along. Um, as you like, I figure as you go along, these shrines will be both longer and have you use various, you know, various powers at once, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I figure they'll get more complex at times. So I mean, well, I figure these I'm are sure just they like will. Tutorial. Yeah, I'm sure they will. But from what I've heard, like they're not like going to be like hour long dungeons or anything like that. So if you're thinking, I, like I at some point I was going to mention, it feels very Dark Souls ish mm-hmm. in that with this game. And like a lot of people, you know, it's funny watching some reviews of this show. Like people are like really quick to say, no, no, this is nothing like Dark Souls. No, no. Like it's some sort of goddamn insult. But it's like Dark Souls <laughs> in the sense that, at uh, you know, you're just sort of dropped in this world. And with the exception of some uh, assistance from the old man, uh, and uh, you're pretty much like, figure it out. <laughs> yeah, um, that's, that's 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 what I heard, too. Is like aside from like this short tutorial area where you can't really do anything outside of the forest like initial shrines uh like once you get all the powers that let you traverse everything like at that point it's like yeah go wherever the fuck you want after that yeah exactly and uh that is you know that is both intimidating 
as it is awesome. Yeah, it is. Because, yeah. I mean, that's it's very true to what the original game was. Like, like Dark Souls is the modern comparison, but, like, that the very first Zelda game, it just drops you into the middle. It's like, all right, figure it out, kid. <laughs> Wait, which way should I go? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Uh... If you uh, took Dark Souls and cuted it up, you would have Zelda. And actually, if you had told me this was kind of like a remake of the very... Actually, it it also very much is reminiscent of the very first Zelda on the Nintendo Entertainment System, where essentially, Link, you just see him cl- walk out of a cave, and you're good to go. And then you have like this giant world to figure out where to go to. It's very much the same way here. Link comes out of a cave. And you just sort of figure out where to go from there, too. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if you had told me this was sort of a reimagining of the first game, I would absolutely have believed it if they said it like that. <laughs> yeah. It's really neat. <laughs> it's, re- it's really quite good. Um, so something I did want to talk to you about, because this was a major issue with me, but how do you like the controls? The controls are a little awkward. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, I mean, I, for, for like we, I, I, I take it you played it with the Pro Controller. From yeah. the get go. Well, um, I did. T- I did both pro controller, and I also did something that uh, Tim Geddes from Kind of Funny recommended, where instead of taking the Joy Cons and instead of putting them on that small ass grip that they gave you, just holding them on either hand like it was like a nunchuck. It, that actually works pretty well. Yeah, I tried. I tried doing that at first. I was like, no, this is not good. <laughs> I don't. That's that's the one thing I I didn't really like about that, like the Wii remote back in the day is like like I I like holding one firm object <laughs> in in my hand like I feel like I get just I just don't get as good as leverage uh, like reaching for between like the sticks and and the buttons if I'm just holding two separate things like that yeah uh, I liked it though it feels a little awkward on the side parts that attach to the uh, tablet part so yeah. yeah um the yeah the only thing is that. I think right now, like, I think I'm mostly struggling with the Joy-Con controllers in terms of, like, the shoulder buttons or whatever, because, like, those are slightly awkward. Um, like, those, like, I like I have no, com- like, as as a as portable controllers, like, as something that you could attach to the, to, to the tablet and take with you, um, fantastic. But, like, as something that you just slide into, like, a grip and use as a regular controller, it's like, those shoulder buttons are a little too thin <laughs> like- uh, and, like, and oddly placed. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of really hoping <laughs> this pro controller gets here uh, like, early early enough where I can use it for the rest of the night. Like, I could use it with either hand, like I was saying. However, I cannot imagine just using one of them as a single controller, like they were showing with, like, <laughs> Mario Kart and shit. Yeah, that's... Especially the... What is it? The right one with the, with the stick, like, square in the middle of the controller? Yeah, what the uh, fuck? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I was holding both of them just to see, and I was like, man, this is... Like, it, it would be fine for, like... For like simpler games like Shovel Knight or, or things like that, mm-hmm. uh, or like Bomberman, but like yeah, like I can't imagine playing something super complex with it. Like uh, a main, like one, the main reason that I that one of the main reasons I should say that I went back to Horizon before long is the whole jump thing was uh, really starting to annoy me. Like for those to put it in uh, an example, people understand. Imagine like uh, the buttons as a baseball diamond. Typically, jump is home plate. <laughs> Or on a few occasions, I've also seen it be first base. Like uh, back in the old school Nintendo days, you know, first plate would have been A, so that that's jump. Or I should say Super Nintendo days too. But, <laughs> well, every every Nintendo but, <laughs> controls never change. Welcome on Nintendo. It's always been the same. But with uh, 
but with the uh, Breath of the Wild, they decided to make second plate into uh, the jump button, which is second plate. <laughs> Good old second plate. Hey, or or I could say triangle for for the PlayStation Four users, <laughs> and it's real. It's really awkward. Like, yeah, it is. Um, I mean, you could switch it though. Um, how do? You, okay, tell me. I heard you could do number one. I I heard uh, that you could do that in the kind of funnies review. Which number one? If you feel the need to put in, hey, you can switch the button to this if you want <laughs> in your game. Then chances are you know it's a dumb move, but whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, like yeah, those controls aren't like a like like number one. It's like yeah, that, like that's the really weird place to put the control by default. You know yeah. the triangle position. Um, if you go into the menu, you can say like you can't even ma- you can't like completely customize the controller. You know to do whatever you want. Like the only option that exists is to switch it with the sprint button, so that you sprint with the triangle button and then jump with the X button um, instead of vice versa. Like, and that's really all you can do. Um, yeah. But that's another thing that that I don't really care about the controls is like why isn't sprinting just clicking in the left stick? It would be so much easier to Thank do that. Thank you, yes. Because, like, if you want to sprint and then jump, like, you have to do this really weird thing with, with, with your hand to, like, claw. <laughs> so you do this, like, weird claw thing. Uh, or, like, moving the camera and, and, like, sprinting or jumping at the same time. Like, it's just not good. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I don't know why they don't let you just click in the left stick to, to, to sprint. Because then, at that point, it wouldn't matter so much what button you map the, the jumper button to, I think. Um, if you could just have more independent control, um, but aside from that, like, and like I, I think the combat is fine. Um, the, okay, one thing I don't like about the combat uh, is the arrow using the bow and arrow because for usually with games you hold down L two to aim, and then you either press R two to shoot or hold it down to pull the string back and let go. Like right. th- this is done amazingly in uh, what. Well, in Horizon, yeah. However, with uh, Zelda, both aim and fire is uh, R2. You hold yeah, R2. Yeah, you, you just hold R2 to, to start aiming, uh, and then you let go to shoot, which would be fine if there was an easy way to cancel without firing an arrow. Uh, the only way to do it, from what I can tell, is, is kind of holding <laughs> holding the trigger to start aiming and then holding, you know, right on the, on the D-pad to then say remove. Yeah, it's like... Cause typically, I think that's the only. I think that's the only way to cancel your shot, as far as I can tell. Well, typically, like with other games, if you find that you can't take the shot for whatever reason, you just let go of L two and it cancels yeah. the whole thing out, which is really helpful because other for a while I was just wasting arrows, which thankfully you could pick up if they don't hit anything. But still, uh, what I actually do to cancel it, if you press the attack button. He'll just swing his sword and uh, snap himself out of the aim animation. Ah, okay, that's easy. Yeah, which is what I do. But still, it's it's annoying. I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's like um, it's a lot. Like a lot of the controls are like, okay, what? It feels like you're just trying to be different now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so that I, I, I it's going to take some getting used to. You know, some games are like that. You you get they do decide to do things weird, but it just feels like really, I guess for lack of a better term, wrong. In the how, <laughs> how they're doing it, but uh, going back to the positives here, because I don't want it, people to think that I'm saying this is a bad game by any stretch of the imagination. They take, I don't think it's a perfect ten like everyone is saying, but it does a lot of things right. Like the combat is great. Like once I figured out how to what it, I lock on, I guess for lack of a better term, it became much more approachable. I could 
do backflips and dodge. I could strafe around them or hop around. There's no roll animation, which again is weird, but you know, (laughs) I'm used to that in games like, but you know, no, you're just like skipping around them, which is also cool too. And just uh, taking a free shot. Uh, Some of the enemies will fuck you up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a very, it's, it's a, it's a much more difficult Zelda game than I've probably ever played. So, like one of my best uh, examples of how surprisingly intelligent like the enemies are. Like I went to attack yeah, this really group. Dynamic. What's that? So the enemies are really dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Like I took on this group of moblins, and while I was fighting two of them, one walked away from the battle, started picking up barrels, explosive barrels, and chucking them at me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which is like he was really fucking me up. Are you fucking kidding? Me? <laughs> <laughs> like one time they were, they were on top of a hill, uh, and like there was no way for me to hide from them to sneak up on them or whatever. But like as I was going up the hill, they start they started rolling boulders at me. I was like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> Before I could get to them, they started rolling boulders at me. And like one of them hit me. I was like, son of a bitch! <laughs> like they just rolled four boulders at me at once. I was like, ah, oh, shit. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I've heard a ton of stories just like that. Um, like, it's the game, like, the combat, like, even though, like, the combat itself uh, isn't doing itself, doing anything, like, super, like, revolutionary. It's just the way it, the way that you can engage in combat and the way that, that the enemies engage in combat, like, is really, really involved, like, really cool. <laughs> just the ways that, 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 that you don't see, like, you, you don't really interact with other characters like this in other games. Like like I like I've seen a bunch of stories, you know, kind of like this, where apparently like one dude just set his own sword on fire to chase you with, <laughs> and just like but like but his mistake was that the enemy's mistake was that he chased the guy into like an area of tall grass, <laughs> so he ended up lighting himself on fire. <laughs> it's like with the moblin I was talking about earlier, when he, he chucked it as I was fighting his friend, so his friends got hit with the blast too, and at first I'm like, what an idiot, but. All of a sudden, now they took damage. Yes, but now they all have flaming clubs. Yeah, which, which do bonus damage. It's like you, it's like maniacal motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, like, like there's another instance where, uh, where, uh, like, what someone was. I saw like a gif of someone being chased uh, by one of these moblins, and uh, like as they're running, he drops a bomb behind them and detonates it. Like, but he's far enough away where like he only the outskirt of the explosion hits the moblin. Uh, and the moblin gets up and starts chasing him again. <laughs> uh, so he drops another bomb, but instead of letting him letting the bomb hit him, like he immediately kicks it towards. <laughs> he immediately just kicks it back at Link and just blows him the fuck up, and it's like game over. It's like whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> like he immediately learned to just fucking kick the bomb back at you. Like fuck you, <laughs> not doing that again. I was like, holy shit, that's really good. Oh yeah, like it's surprisingly intelligent with the with the fighting and whatnot. And speaking yeah. of intelligent, another thing I like because once again I do like this game. For like, there will be a lot of areas that you stumble across in that normally in like games like this, it's like something like okay, I'll have to come back later when I got this ability. But no, you could. Chances are you could solve it right then and there. Like uh, I came across this pawn after uh, finishing the first shrine. And there was like a, uh, and there was a treasure chest that was like in the middle, middle of it on a high rise that I couldn't get to. And before I got to this pond, I was at another one where I saw like this steel beam in there. And I was like, huh, I wonder. So I take my cartoon magnet and, uh, <laughs> and pick it up 
and I like carry it because, you know, he's not going to run with this thing, uh, carry it over to this spot. And I leaned across, leaned it across the chest. So now I had a ramp and I could go up and get the chest. Nice. Yeah. It's like, if you just like, if you're aware of your surroundings, like this game will promote thinking, which yeah. is, I really appreciate in video games. And uh, it's actually, it's really interesting. It's like, like Joe, Joe and I, even though we played for only a few hours, we're already exchanging interesting experiences that are unique to our gameplay. So, <laughs> which is really, really cool. And from what I've heard re with reviews, and once I get used to the control scheme that they decided to go with, or uh, I'm really, really interested to see what I find as I play the game. <laughs> so, um, one thing I will point out is that there have been, and I have seen this a little bit, there have been a lot of reports about uh, you know, like uh, stuttering or like uh, firmware, not firmware, uh, like some buffering with the screen, especially if there's a lot of stuff in there, which a lot of people sweep on the, under the rug. But it only annoys me because if this was like something Sony or Xbox released, then it was like it felt like buffering or slowing down when a lot of stuff uh, was happening. People would. I feel would rip the game apart for, or like hold it against the game. But in this one, it's like swept under the rug and given a perfect end. Uh, I've experienced it once. Uh, hopefully that doesn't continue as much as I've been hearing and, or hopefully it gets fixed with the firmware update. But if it's doing this now with a game like this, it makes me w concerned about future games like Mario and what have you and how well the system will be able to handle it. Um, but that's just like my one aside that I wanted to, to point out here. Yeah. Um, speaking again about Digital Foundry, which I, which I, uh, which I mentioned when we were talking about uh, Horizon and you know, the differences between the Pro and the, and the regular PS4, um, <clears throat> the game does run slightly better according to their tests uh, as a handheld game as opposed to docked in your your tv yeah i uh, heard that too yeah and the reason for that being you know their theory and this theory makes all the sense in the world actually is that you know on your tv it runs at 900p uh you know upscales to either 1080 or 4k or whatever your tv happens to be um and 720 on the handheld right yeah and, and your yeah the, the tablet screen is 720 um the only the thing is that yeah and by their and the math that they laid out here is that the difference between 720p and 900p is a 56 percent you know change in resolution uh and even and uh the performance in the tablet you know increases when you dock it but the the increase in you know bandwidth is only 20 percent higher uh so the mess doesn't quite even out uh when you dock it so like there's a 56 percent in, in you know increase in resolution but only a 20 percent increase in in you know performance basically um so it doesn't quite even out that way um so that's kind of why you'll see like some stuttering in some spots, but you, that you won't see uh, when you play the game in handheld mode. Mm. So. But you know, I, I just want to say once again, I like this game. I'm definitely going back to like talking to Joe about it. Actually, makes me want to go back and play it more. Yeah, I really want to fucking just go play it right now <laughs> <laughs> to see what other kind of nutty shit they put in this thing. Like, uh, have you played it in handheld yet, or has it been TV so far? No, it's just been TV so far. But same here, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but as I told malcolm before recording uh i do have a baby shower to go to uh later on today so uh, a little behind the scenes behind the curtains here we're recording this as one segment and then we'll do the rest of the regular show and another at a later date <laughs> um so i will be playing this in the car on the way to that baby shower and uh, we'll see whether it's in good taste or not to play some more at the baby shower <laughs> 
that's why you needed to plop down 50 bucks for one two switch so you can be the hit at parties <laughs> i am slightly debating doing that so i can <laughs> we are no longer friends if you pay 50 dollars. that's that. true that's ridiculous so what am i thinking maybe i'll do oh man like i really wanted to play, buy bomberman but it's like man i'm not paying 50 bucks for fucking bomberman no, it's 60 no it's 50 is it okay yeah, it's, still. it's which is which is still like 30 dollars too much like, um the annoying part was like reggie brought those games up as far as uh nintendo being conservative on game price like you took 10 bucks off it fuck you <laughs> it's like i was debating whether or not whether i should rebuy shovel knight again because that man i do love shovel knight so much. yeah yeah it, it does make sense uh, <laughs> that it, that it, that you get for nintendo there's some games like rhyme is coming up for the switch and i'm probably still gonna buy it on the ps4 but a part of me feels like oh this feels like a nintendo game <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff that, like, depending on, like, obviously, it's not going to be the way it was back in the day in, in the GameCube era, where it's like, oh, a lot of the same games are coming out in all the systems. Like, those days are long past. Oh, God, yeah. Like, those 30 parts, like, we're not going to see Mass, like, we're not going to debate, oh, am I going to get Mass Effect on the Switch or the PS4? You know, <laughs> that, like, that's that's a conversation you will never have. <laughs> Even um, if it was but, an option, no, PS4 wins in that. <laughs> yeah, but, like, with, with certain games, like, you know, like, if they happen to come out on all platforms, um, like, unless, you know, Sony offers, because, I mean, obviously, with the Vita, you know, kind of, like, being ignored largely by Sony itself, like, games will come out for Vita, but it's all, like, indie and Japanese, like, RPGs now at this point. Uh, like, Sony themselves have, like, completely ignored the system. Um, so only if you, like, there's not much happening with the Vita slash PS4 in terms of, like, the cross-buy space anymore, uh, unfortunately. Um, so if... Like, if a game comes out for the Switch as well, it's like, that's a strong argument. Like, oh, well, this is kind of a cross-buy game in itself, isn't it? Where you can play it at home or you can take it with you on the Switch. Um, like, if that option presents itself with other games, like, all right, yeah, like, that's now a viable fucking option, you know? Uh, just as a the quick... way it was. Yeah. Okay. I was just going to say, as a quick aside, I okay, when I held the game pack for Zelda in my hand, <laughs> it was did like, you, Did Jesus. you eat it? <laughs> I did no. I did read the stories. <laughs> Man, they they think of everything. My God, it's like these kids are going to try to eat this. We got to prepare. And the last, another, an aside to the aside here is that is that man, Giant Bomb has been like has like taken over the internet in a weird way the last couple of weeks that I just did not envision. Really? Uh, yeah, because I mean, a I mean, well, obviously the Nintendo like the Switch cartridge taste testing. This came out of like a random goof, like during one of their, you know, one of their live streams that they do every Friday. Um, it's like, yeah, where Jeff Gerstmann's like, yeah, here's a Switch cartridge or whatever. And he just put it in his mouth randomly. He's like, oh, shit, this tastes terrible. And everyone's like, what? First of all, why'd you do that? Second of all, what? <laughs> and then it became a whole thing after that. Uh, That's where this is coming from. It's like, yeah, yeah. Jeff Gerstmann just being a goofball and throwing things in his mouth. <laughs> uh uh, yeah, that's where that came from. Like, who the fucking thought to do that? Like, I, no, uh, uh, like at first, I thought it was like someone from Nintendo may have just did so, said me, mentioned it, or like, oh, oh we, we made it taste terrible, so your kids won't eat it. And like, everyone's yeah. like, oh, let's try it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he just randomly put it in his mouth, and it's like, wow, this is like, why does this taste so bad? And then it became a thing. And then the other thing on top of that is that uh, Drew Scanlon, like one of their video guys and occasional personality. Uh, like he's taken over like the internet in a huge way lately. It's like I don't know if you've seen the blinking white guy meme or whatever. Like, but that's him. It's like, and that's from like a video that they did like three years ago. 
I gotta check that out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's like, all right, like most of these giant bomb guys, like we swapped the internet in a weird way the last like two or three weeks. Like, all right. So just to finish up here, uh, I, I just want so Zelda. Well, we're very excited for it. Uh, Switch. Granted, I'm probably gonna buy like two to three games for it every year at this rate. But I think it's going to end up being a very po- big positive on the industry. Like, is uh, the the idea of it is really cool and uh, really progressive. And it, I, I hate, hate to say it like this because it's going to once again sound like I'm taking away from it. But I, I, I can very easily see Xbox and the PlayStation doing something similar to what they're doing here. Or like that'll probably be Vita 2 is just that it's going to combine with the PS5 so you can play take it on the go. <laughs> and considering how good their Xperia phones are, which are actually really good, they're just unfortunately not sold anywhere around here. <laughs> here, uh, I think the, the potential of like a, an entire system being on a tablet that essentially they do could be really really good. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of what it, it feels like what the Wii U should have been like this entire time. Yeah, like it, yeah. it's 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 like what they were aiming for, but they didn't quite get there <laughs> in terms of like execution. Like because it's like the, like it's still a tablet controller in in a sense, right? Um, like it's still a tablet. It's just the like the whole thing. As soon as they revealed the Wii U, it's like, oh, can you take the? Does that mean you can play the games with you like on the bus? And it's like. No, <laughs> that's a great uh, idea. Maybe we'll use that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should have thought of that. Um, and then that's what this is. And and like the system itself, like it's fucking great. Like the hardware itself is fantastic. Like like that is like one of the best like industrial designs that I've seen in gaming in a very long time, if ever. It's like man, this is just a really cool fucking bit of hardware. I mean, like, like everything, like it feels really good. Like like everything about it, like I like when I took out the switch, took the switch out of the box, I was like, God damn, look at this thing! <laughs> like this is a whole console in my hand. The the one thing that uh, I do have an issue as far as uh, how they've been, you know, advertising the system is if they advertised it more as like a 3ds or a portable console versus or a portable system versus calling it a console which instantly makes you compare it to a PS4 or an Xbox One, I think it would be better for him. I think if you said, like, this is like this is a 3DS except uh, souped up to the max, then, okay, I, I understand now the, 200, the $300 price tag for it. Because when you're comparing it to a freaking, to, to a PS4 or even the, or an Xbox One even, uh, in fact, there's, you know, there's no Netflix, there's no Hulu, there's no media apps at all on this thing, or you can't voice chat on this thing. There's no Bluetooth on it. Like, <laughs> well, the, well, the voice chat and Bluetooth is annoying, but like, like, I, like I, when people are like, "Man, there's no Netflix on this thing," it's like, who gives an actual shit? Like, Netflix is on every other device that you want. Well, yeah, I mean, I use my PS4s for that shit though. But <laughs> like, even like, even if you didn't have anything, like, if you bought a TV in the last two years, like, it's built into your TV. Probably, <laughs> you don't have to hook anything up for that. That's fair, though. I haven't bought a TV in the last two. I'm working on it, but <laughs> <laughs> but like, every, like you have to go out of your way to not have a smart. To, to, like, if you were buying a TV right now, you have to go out of your way to not get a smart TV. Like every TV that we sell at Best Buy right now, I'm pretty sure is a smart TV, except for like our bottom of the barrel insignia ones. <laughs> yeah. So, I, though, I'm um, once again, it, like, if they called this the Game Boy or the Super Game Boy, then yeah, I think that would have uh, been. I'll there already was a Super Game Boy. No, no, there was, what, what was it called? The Micro or something like that? No, it was a Super Game Boy. It was a cartridge you plug into your Super Nintendo and you fucking put your Game Boy cartridges in there. Oh, that shit. That's right. Okay. 
Okay. That was the best way to play Donkey Kong. That was the precursor to the to the Switch right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually. Because <laughs> you saved the game back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the first time you could... Actually, probably the only time you could play Pokemon on uh, your console. Oh, my God. <laughs> there was Pokemon Stadium after that. Well, it's still not that... Yeah, that's not entirely like Pokemon. Transfer pack, man. <laughs> Transfer N64, that show was so dope. <laughs> All righty. Hey, well, that's our thoughts on the Switch, folks, uh, and Zelda for that matter. So far, it's a positive start. It would help the system out if, it, if Zelda really wasn't the thing to get for it. Everything else is like, okay, come on. But it's... <laughs> I mean, I think that's like, as far as launch games go, it's a pretty fucking good one. It's yeah, like thank God it's you've got a game of the year contender at launch. That's it's hard. It's hard to do better than that as far as launch games go. It's like it may you know. Granted, if they if they went overkill and had a Link and a a Mario game at launch, that would have been pretty incredible. But as of right now, I think we're going to see a spike at launch. The sales might you know uh you know you know steady themselves because i still think there's a bunch of people waiting for that mario game to come out before they buy yeah i mean but i think they're from what they've laid out for the course of the year i think i think so long as they keep a pretty steady stream of like consoles uh you know on the market i think they'll be fine for this year at least like they've got you know they've got mario kart coming out next month uh and people paid off too um they've got you know splatoon in the summer splatoon 2 uh and they've got a bunch of other stuff that they announced as well that's coming out for 2017. Like they've got, uh, you know, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which is not a small thing to sneeze at. Uh, Another you know, open world game, great. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unlike what's happening right now, it's not coming out next week, Malcolm. It'll be out. Thank God, yeah. <laughs> It'll be out in the fall or before Christmas, presumably. Uh, and then obviously, of course, Mario. So I think at the very least, 2017 is going to be a very, very good year for Nintendo. I, I think so. In the end, like uh, I, I'll be shocked if Mario's in in our tournament. Like if it, if if it comes out and it's just a meh Mario game, I'm going to be really really disappointed. And to be fair, the only meh Mario game is Sunshine. Like everything <laughs> besides that is is pretty fucking top notch shit. <laughs> uh, well, that's a conversation for another day, right there. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see how it goes. There's still a lot of stuff aside from the games. There's still plenty of stuff that they can do that may or may not affect sales like how they handle the online membership thing that they're doing yeah so far um from the looks of it it's a bad way to go <laughs> oh man um i like the, the rumor being that you know it'll be 30 bucks a year as opposed to you know the 60 that you see on psn or xbox live um which you know sounds fine at, at first but then you're like well the voice chat won't be like the system's not gonna have native voice chat you're yeah, gonna have it's to like, download a fucking app on your phone or which tablet. At that point, why don't you just make a phone call at that point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, how about you just give me your number, or <laughs> and then we'll fucking just text or WhatsApp or whatever the fuck and do that instead. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and then there's the insult of you can borrow this game for a month, but then we take it back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's on the one hand, it's like, all right, it's gonna be all virtual console games that we like fucking. NES or Super Nintendo, so you can you can definitely get all the game you'll get out of any of those games within a month or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, Speaking so, of their eShop, 
And it, how about it's non-existence right now? <laughs> yeah, it's weird that there's not any fucking uh, virtual console games. <laughs> like, man, you guys can get some. You guys can get this going in time. All right. Oh god. But you know, we're we're keeping our fingers crossed. You know, Nintendo. You know, God bless them. Like I, I've been very vocal of their direction and their missteps here and there. But in the end, I think they are going to, they just helped the industry again. They gave it some great ideas and some great directions. I'm very interested to see how this game did. Cause I hate to say this, but at the midnight launch, there was like less than 20 people there. So, and we were one of the, and we were actually the only GameStop in the area that was doing a midnight release. So Hopefully this we were just an anomaly and it did better because they're saying they're going to get like five million uh, systems out there before the end of the year. So yeah, they and like two million was in the first month. I think is what they're launch what they were launching with. Um, I think people. I think part of it is that like people heard that and were like, all right, I can probably just go in the next day <laughs> and grab one, which was not true. <laughs> well, I mean, dep- I mean, like anything, it's like all right, like it was true if you got there within the first like 30 minutes <laughs> uh, of, of a store opening but like if you fucking mosey on in at 5 p.m hey you guys got a switch i fucking know <laughs> um, i was actually surprisingly on top of it like as soon as i heard about that whole thing i talked to the GameStop guy the next day and he was like yeah we just got like some extras that we can sell off and like great here's my wii u and 3ds and we're <laughs> off to the races yeah like um like at my store um we like we only took a certain number of pre-orders and then the rest were, were kind of like all right the rest will be for walk-ins or whatever i guess was the process but like we had like 20 for the black for the gray ones and like eight like for the neon like for pre-orders and then we had like over 20 of each uh for walk-ins on top of that so it's like all right we, it was fine yeah like it like there was there was a few that got like returned so people were able to like like a few got like returned throughout the day or whatever and so people were able to pick up theirs that way through like sure luck it's like oh someone returned this one like five minutes ago you want it yes <laughs> there you go um and that was basically the only way you can get one afternoon um, but yeah, for the most part, it seemed pretty, it was, it was enthusiastic to say. Yeah. Uh, oh, real funny story about a launch of a system. <laughs> um, the first week that the Wii U, you, uh, was sold at, at Walmart, uh, we sold out of course, but then we got another supply and I was working in the photo lab at the time, which was attached to the electronics. Mm-hmm. One of the electronics people called out sick for his uh, electronics job at Walmart. Then within an hour was in line at that same Walmart at his department to buy a Wii U. Oh, dude. It was great. The manager came out. What the fuck are you doing? No, we're not selling it. Do you get go get changed and come to work? And he had to go to work instead of buying it. Oh, my God. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> what a fucking maroon. <laughs> What a fucking dingleberry. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with him? Fucking A, everyone knows you send a friend in with your card. To pick- <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Fucking or go to anywhere else. <laughs> go anywhere else. <laughs> oh, my God. Maroon, by the way, is being very mature about it. <laughs> God. All right. All right. And just to wrap up my thoughts on Horizon and... Uh, and uh, Zelda, because I know a lot of people are going to compare the two, and I've been trying to figure out a way to uh, a facsimile, if you will, Joe, of uh, a comparison between the two. And I think I found it, and I think a lot, you you'll definitely be able to follow it, and I think most people will. But 
It reminds me of the old days in the NBA when it was Larry Bird versus Magic Johnson. <laughs> All right. You know, Larry Bird, they would go toe-to-toe. Larry Bird using his three-point skills and skills and uh, Magic Johnson using his ball-handling skills and whatnot. Each <laughs> one was great for different reasons. And no matter, like, even if Johnson won, that didn't mean the other person was great. It, if Larry Bird won that day, it didn't mean that... Uh, Johnson wasn't fantastic because that uh, you know that's sort of how I f- feel about uh, Zelda Horizon. Uh, if you're talking about combat and uh, and uh, level and the unique world, I think Horizon has it there. But at the same time, with Zelda, you got that sense of discovery and finding out stuff at different turns, and you have like all these unique puzzles and what have you. Uh, I think Zelda has is superior there. There, so like they're both really really awesome games. But for different reasons, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. So much like Jordan, not, not Jordan, uh, Johnson no. versus Bird there. But anyway. <laughs> that, uh, that, that is a very apt and very unexpected comparison. <laughs> I, I know. I was like, I was trying to think, oh, Jordan versus Bird. Uh, John, Magic versus Bird. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually a video game back in the day, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, before we head out today, folks, uh, we do have like two uh, very important bits of business that we're going to announce. Uh, first off, we are in the stages of uh, move, uh, you know, in planning a move to a uh, new uh, new area. We've been on Podomatic for the longest time, and uh, we're actually in uh, in negotiate. Well, not really negotiation. The, <laughs> There's no negotiating here. Yeah, we're in the planning stages of switching over to Podbeam. Why? Well, their plan is cheaper, and two. They give us unlimited audio storage, which means that we'll be able to keep all our episodes up going forward once we make this switch to Podbeam. Yeah. Uh, the way we're planning it out is uh, we're going to essentially give, uh, we'll do like a month ahead of time. We're basically announcing that we're going to make the switch, but we'll still do you know more episodes on here at least for a month. And then we're going... To in the meantime, we're going to create the account over there. And uh, basically, so you guys can go find it and subscribe to it as soon as possible. So when we do make the switch, it'll be an e- easy transition. We'll let you know when that 30-day period officially starts. In the meantime, it'll be up on our Facebook page. It'll be up on our main website, thefirmup.com. And we'll also announce it on Twitter as well, as well as providing links where you can find it subscribe to it and be good and you know getting an eye and then we'll get it up on itunes as well as stitcher radio and pocket cast as well so that is in the books and that is uh in the planning stages also in the planning stages and if you've ever if you enjoy our show and we appreciate your support but if you've ever been wondering if there's like anything extra you can do to help us we are planning a Patreon page, which is something me and Joe have been talking about for a few months now. Uh, we're still planning the page as well as the reward and tier system, which we'll talk about in more detail once we get closer to the launch. But if you know, if you help us out, it helps out the show tremendously. It gives us, you know, the money can help us afford more games that we can talk about and review on the show. And we're even working on tier systems where, you know, if, if everything goes well, you could see the show on a more consistent basis than what it is right now. Because, you know, we got to eat, so we got to work, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, more news on that as it happens going forward. So stay tuned. We will give you more news and updates as it happens. 
But folks, that has been episode 188 of the firmware update. Thank you so much for joining us this week. This it's not either a week or a month, but this episode. If you enjoy what you hear, we're at, here we are on iTunes on your Apple device. Just go to the podcast app, look up the firmware update, and there we are. Hit that subscribe button, and hey, leave us a five-star review and something written. really helps out the show. You can also find us on, if you have an Android device, don't worry. We're on such great apps as Stitcher Radio, where you can stream us. Or if you want the option to download, we do recommend an app called Pocket Cast, which uh, is actually quite hey, cool. Cool For $3.99, it allows you to get access to all your apps on Android and, app, and Apple devices, which, uh, as Joe's pointed out a few times, and I just recently started, it's perfect sync, too. Like, I have both an Android and an Apple device for my phone. I have Pocket Cast on both of those devices. And if I listen to it on one, or if I'm like halfway listening it to a one, if I go to the other one, it'll know that I've been, I'm halfway through the show and start me off where I left off. It's actually really, really handy. And it also remembers what I delete on one device and does it. It's very seamless, actually. It's a really, really nice device or real nice app that I recommend. You can also find us on our, our own page, thefirmwareupdate.com, if you'd rather just download us straight from there. That's thefirmup.com, where we not only have every episode as it comes up, but we also have articles written by Joe Garcia as well that you can check out while you're on there as well. We also have a Facebook page, which you know we appreciate if you check out and give a like to. Gets uh, the word about the show off that way, and we have each and every episode on there. You can also follow us on Twitter, PSMAL for me, Wands23 for Joe, and... And, uh, the firm up for the show. And Joe, is there anything else I'm forgetting? Uh, no, I think you covered the major point here. All right. Anything to add? Did I get everything? Uh, please prepare to give us a lot of money. <laughs> really helps us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. We will see you next time on the firmware update. Thanks so much for joining us. Adios, muchacho.